All right. Good evening, everyone. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing <laughs> on this in this living in this very bizarre world? Well, these I'm, days? I'm doing fine. <laughs> you know, I, I, I bought more frozen food than I normally buy, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess in a lot of ways, it doesn't it doesn't seem like anything that would be out of that out of the ordinary for you. Yeah, I mean. But uh, not, not too out of the chaotic here. Not too out of the ordinary just yet, but it's it's it is weird. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean I I mean I ultimately it's probably gonna be good for me because I probably eat out way more often than I should. So, you know, maybe break some habits, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the same way. Uh you know, my, my kids are home from school for the yeah, at least until the 27th, but there's no way that mm. uh, it's going to be like, they're going to, there, there's no way these kids are going back to school in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm and my sure. wife is working from home. Yeah. And I, mean, I think it's, it's interesting because we've worked out a, uh, like we have this idea of like parsing out our day, you know, and we're going to work and we're going to like take, I'll take an hour for lunch together and do all this other stuff. So Hopefully it's going to end up being uh, productive, but I mean, I like I feel like it's good because it's going to going to uh, keep me on task a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't felt very on task just yet, but I think I'll get into a groove. Well, yeah. I mean, I've I've struggled as well. I mean, that's why it took so long to get that that mini out this week. But I mean, a lot of that was because the the kids were suddenly home every day with me and it's just like it's hard when everything was weird in the way that it was uh it was it took me it, I, I couldn't get any solid time working on stuff mm -hmm. but now I, th I think we're gonna be a lot better okay well i don't know why but for some reason uh this morning it popped in my head like you know i've i've been in the mood all year to stream a donkey kong country game and I thought, you know what? I I have the three G uh, the three GBA ports, but I've never really played through them. And by the way, I am hearing myself echoing all of a sudden. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I've never really played through them. And uh, the third one is interesting because um, it has a completely redone soundtrack uh, by David Wise. David Wise had very little to no involvement, if I'm not mistaken, with the original version soundtrack, which is, by the way, a, a, a great soundtrack as well. As, you know, it, it, I maybe don't like it overall as much as like Donkey Kong Country 2's soundtrack, but it, it is a great soundtrack that I, I love. Uh, and I love the third game too. I mean, they're, they're all three games are really, really great. I do consider two the best, but... Uh, I like them all. Um, they're, they're just, it's just a very consistent trilogy overall and they're great. Um, so apparently as the, as far as I know, the story goes that the particular sounds used in, uh, you know, the styling of the original DKC soundtrack on super Nintendo, just David wise poured that to GBA and which is like, wow, this sounds like garbage. <laughs> just, just that style of music did not translate well to the GBA sound hardware. Right. 
if it even has sound hardware, is it, isn't it all like, isn't it like a software based? I think so. Yeah. Like software. It's all like software based sound engines on GBA, I think. Yeah. As far as I understand. It's so noisy. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so apparently it just did not sound good and he was just like, well, I guess I'm just going to do this and he just made a new soundtrack. So, um, it'll be interesting to hear how that is different. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I don't remember any of the music from Donkey Kong Country 3 anyways. I feel like as you think it's the, uh, the worst or the least memorable of all three soundtracks. Um, no, I mean, I would say all are pretty memorable. Um, I mean, I, I, I like the original soundtrack a whole lot. Um, but it's just interesting that this one has a different one, you know? Yeah. So I decided to use the 16 by nine frame for, uh, for this one, it's, it just seemed to, to fit that a little better than the CRT. I am playing on the GBA consoleizer, and I decide I'm going to use the uh, Switch NES Joy-Con with the retro receiver, which I think will be fine. It doesn't need shoulder, shoulder buttons. I, I looked it up. Apparently, this version, it doesn't sound, seem like it uses shoulder buttons a ton. It sounds like the functions that are on shoulder buttons will be something that I'll feel comfortable enough using with the the tiny little ones that we've got here. Um, unmute it so I can actually hear this. But yeah, I mean, GBA does not... GBA has maybe the worst sound of, like, any system I can think of. This is a used copy, so someone... JAC played 13 and a half hours and only got 60%. <laughs> Maybe they left it on overnight or something. I don't know. That's that's hard to do on a GBA. Uh, from what I've seen, the world map, I think, is like totally rebuilt. Yeah, it looks a lot better. Do you think it looks better? I don't I don't know. I, I don't remember very much about, about I, it. Whoa, this is different. This is totally different. She's like at a shrine now. <laughs> she she like was you like visited like her at her her house and she was like doing aerobics, playing N64, sometimes she was asleep in her chair. Now she's in a shrine. Like I guess it's the banana bird shrine. But, like, you just, like, send the banana birds to live with her at home. Oh, yeah, $2 donation. Oh, so you don't have to save at Wrinkly's anymore. Yeah, $2 donation from Morgan Tube HD. Thank you. He says, do you guys watch PewDiePie or watch dank memes? Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> I, I think I can speak for trying that. Yeah. Would it be really funny if you were, like, a, like, like, Secretly, uh, dank memes was whatever that is was your was your favorite YouTube show. It's like yeah, like it's the only one that I really <laughs> watch. Yeah, so I mean, keep my interest. I mean, sorry, sorry like, for anyone who does watch that, but I, admittedly, I watch very little 
YouTube stuff in general. <laughs> this, uh... Thank you. This anyways. this uh this brother bear looks totally different as well. It's really it's really cleaning that counter. Oh. Uh, gaming guy eight hundred wants to know why you hate tropical freeze, but you didn't you didn't hate that one. I uh, I mean. Wait before you. Be oh go, go ahead. I mean I was. I was I, 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 I was, you know, I, by that point I knew to not expect like for it to play a certain way. Yeah. So I mean I, I did not hate it. I appreciate it for what it, it was well, kind of appreciated it for what it was. But I mean it's I, the thing that throws me with those games more than anything is just like the mechanics are so different and it never, it feels very difficult to actually land, uh, it, it, it feels difficult to actually land like where you feel you should to me. Like, I, I feel like when you do a rolling jump in those games, like, it, it feels like you're shot out of a slingshot. Like, it's just not... <laughs> I, I I don't like the mechanics in those games. I'm sorry. A lot of people are like, oh, they're masterpieces. And I'm well, sure they are, like, if you aren't obsessed with the original trilogy. Um, I mean... Uh, the big thing for me was like it got rid of the motion controls. The motion controls in in uh, they the were first Donkey really Kong bad. Country Returns was, were so bad. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't have an opposition to motion controls, but like that was bad. And also, like it, it had this mechanic where like you blew, you would like blow on a flower and stuff like that, and it just really killed like the pace of the game. Yeah. And a lot of like uh, the we, set piece levels I thought were maybe a little overly chaotic in both games, but they just, they, they are not what I was looking for in a Donkey Kong Country sequel. I am sorry to say. Uh, we had a $2 donation a few minutes ago from uh, Jonathan Hinson. Thank, Thank you. you. It says, uh, thanks for bringing some normalcy and some levity to an otherwise crazy and surreal week. I mean, I, it's, it's definitely been pretty surreal. I think, and I think it's it's going to get a lot weirder in the next in the coming weeks. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be really really interesting because you know a lot of people are saying that like time period and the amount of people that have been exposed uh, that it's very possible we're about seven days away from what what's been happening in Italy, which is pretty bonkers. Yes, so I mean I think this time next week I mean who knows. That's what it'll be like. I'm pretty sure we'll have a stream though. <laughs> pretty <Hopefully>. sure. <laughs> um, I have I, I've had no problem uh, self isolating. It's even though you know I think my kids are gonna get they're gonna have a really hard time. Uh, but we've been building a 
a, a like a like a fort for them out back. Uh, it has this it has a swing set and all his other stuff on it. Like, um, you know, I, my, I don't know why I'm looking for bought that for us for the kids. Like when we bought the house, and it just it showed up on Monday. So I mean, it's and it's like it's like taking a long time to build. And I think that once it's like. <laughs> My wife was like, "We we got to build this 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 week because I think it's going to save us." <laughs> uh, and we had a, a two two dollar donations from uh, Ben Brody, the first or uh, no many many two uh, two dollar donations from Ben Brody. What? The first one says uh, said so they're finally here performing for you. I don't I don't know it. Oh. I assume if you know the words, you can join in too. Yes. Put your hands together if you want to clap as we take you through this monkey rap. DK. Yep. He, he, he. Donkey Kong. DK. Donkey Kong is here. <laughs> DK. He's, he's the leader of the bunch. You know him well. <laughs> he's finally back to kick some tail. His coconut gun can fire in spurts. If he shoots you, it's gonna hurt. He's bigger, faster, and stronger too. He's the first member of the DK crew. DK, Donkey Kong. <laughs> DK. That's, 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 that's the William Shatner version. Donkey Kong is DK. here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only know, I only know, I only know Donkey Kong's verse. Uh, we also had a $2 donation. Thank you from, uh, from Warren Hokey. Says, thanks for, for a GBA stream. Love the mini, keep it up. I'm glad that people generally liked it uh, i think we learned a valuable lesson with this one though and that we should just stick with, to covering like one device per or that's like one subject per mini because it was like it was very difficult to edit them. if you saw the timeline you'd be like what because we were so all over the place and it was hard to to uh introduce both things and then Cover the retro tank a bit, then cover the uh, the Koryu, and then kind of use that and be able to uh, slide back into the retro tank for a little bit, and then talk about both. It was because it was it did not flow at all like that. I mean, the 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 entire recording was over an hour, which I mean they usually are, but it was still uh, surprised that it, it 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 came out the way it did. But I think that from now on, you know, we're going to. Like we, we, we got we let it get away from us this time I think. and I think that it's just more important to do a mini that is going to uh, you know that oh, does, does, this is this decide. is a new a new mini game by the way this is just that is is more manageable There's, there's a lot more changed in this than I expected. I wonder if it's at all... Like, for some reason, I've assumed that there's less change in the uh, other two versions, but, you know, I'd be interested to play those sometime as well. Oh, we got a... Uh... See it there. Oh, there it is. We got a, uh, we got a $10 donation from Saving the Project. Uh, thank you. Thank you says, uh, thank you for the minis. This stream is bananas. 
or as, or as I call them, Beanans. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like one of those. Hey, one of those dad know, things. Just like one of those dad things. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I mean, I think that going forward, we're gonna do. I, I we're gonna try to shoot a mini for the uh, the analog DAC uh, this week, so that we can just just have it already shot and i think another thing that made it so hard is we were just like we we just been really out of practice yeah and that like, after moving and everything and you know working on analog frontiers it's just it was very tough to get it back into the state of mind to have it have a conversation that edits pretty well yeah. and i i said it last week i think that uh doing video logs is, is when i kind of felt on on top of my game Mm -hmm. at the top of my game like in terms of doing mining stuff uh and I, we haven't done one of those in since gosh like the very beginning of october and i meant to do it this week but then everything got thrown in the chaos and there's just no no time to do it this week yeah so um, the next episode of analog frontiers is maybe a little further off than either of us had hoped at this point but yeah but i mean still like i think it'll be out in april in, yeah i think early april I'm early guessing. april well, that's, that's two weeks. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be early April. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be in the month of April. Yeah, I think that's a, a relatively safe bet. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think that I'd like to get into a place where it's we're doing uh, minis more often. And I, I think that, you know, especially stuff that won't take as much editing as this one we'd be able to crank them out a lot faster. Mm -hmm. In addition to, you know, like normal episodes, they'd just be going in between. But we're going to do the analog DAC because this is not a gigantic subject. And and I think we were kind of having a conversation. Our, uh, uh, Joe Redifer mentioned to me, he's like, he said, you know, I'm not sure if you should call them minis because, I mean, they're 22 minutes long. And I think that I'm not sure if that'll make people skip over them because they are called minis. I mean, he said this is this could be he said this could be justified as a as a full episode, but I mean it's not really what we consider a full episode. Yeah, I mean I don't know if anyone would not watch it just because it was. If we we're gonna short. call them something else, I don't know what to call them. Yeah, I mean to be completely honest, the only reason they're called minis is because we. You know, like a year before, or maybe even a, two years before, we kind of had an idea to do Imlig minis that were like, like just like a six minute video, but it was still scripted. And we did like one or two of them. Like we did the Waka yeah. and... The 240p 3DO. Yeah, and was, was the PC Engine mod, was that a... I couldn't that remember. Was the last one. I, that was me. Yeah, but then like we we kind of hadn't been doing that, and then we were like, hey, let's do, you know, hey, let's just, I mean, no shame in many. Let's do a DF retro style video for the Genesis Mini. <laughs> yeah, and it was easier for us to put something like that together. Right, and we had really done the, the embargo lifted. We had done like we had done some DF, um, uh, DF. Um, directs with with John, so that was like, hey, you know, like that actually went pretty well. Like, why don't we try that 
ourselves for topics that like we just like like just as many like we just can't justify all that time right now right um so that was that was the idea um and you know we, we we definitely got out of practice but anyway the reason they were called minis is because like that concept along with actually uh you know making that episode to to hit an embargo date uh you know that we we didn't want our video to be later than everyone else's you know we're like well we've already got an intro for emlig mini we're not doing anything with that right now why don't we just call it an emlig mini we've got the intro we've got the name it's a catchy name that's the only real reason they're called emlig minis is is convenience at that time and i like right. the name although i will admit it doesn't necessarily describe the video but i do think they need to be branded as something different just so people like understand right. what they're getting into and they don't just think like oh is is this like what you're doing now yeah i mean if, if we come up with like a better name i mean maybe it just like would take a little bit of time for us to really think about it uh, we can maybe we might switch it over to that. Um, I'm there was a, a another two dollar donation earlier from Ben Brody that, that I had missed. Um, thank you. He says uh, top three favorite GBA games. No space carrier allowed. Um, look at my list. I know the Gunstar superheroes would be one of them. Warrior, the first WarioWare is definitely one of them. I probably overuse it whenever I'm like <laughs> doing anything in a video relating to GBA, but I just, I really, that, that might be my favorite GBA game. I don't know why, I just really like that game. I'm not sure if I, I have several. Game Boy Advance games, but I like I've never really thought about. Oh, what, this is my favorite. I mean, honestly, I spent more time playing Super Mario World Advance or than most most games on the system. <laughs> I uh, probably it, 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 it was one of the games that made me re-fall in love with with it. I mean, probably my other two favorite. I mean, if I'm just going totally off the top of my head, my other two favorite games would probably be uh, Fire Emblem Seven. And um, Advance Wars 2. Like, if I was just going totally off the top of my head. Those games don't make uh, interesting gameplay footage, though, so I don't use those in videos yeah. as often. I, I definitely put uh, Metroid Zero Mission on there. And, um... That's also very good. Probably... Castlevania Aria Sorrow. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the Castlevania games are I really great. like uh, Nightmare in Dreamland also. Because when I played that, I didn't actually even play, had, hadn't even played the original. Mm. It, it, I, I, I do think it's a pretty good version, honestly. Amazing Mirror is terrible, though. It's what is that? Amazing oh, Mirror. Amazing. Terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, Golden <laughs> Sun. I like Golden Sun. Uh at the time I did not like Golden Sun 2 until kind of the second half of it and then like Golden Sun 3 kind of made me question whether I would still like 
the first two Golden Suns. Again, <laughs> if I were to revisit them. Yeah. But I did enjoy them at the time. Uh, we had a uh, $2 donation from uh, Kirik saying, y'all are awesome. Love your videos. Keep it up, dudes. Thank well, you. Thank you. We'll, do, we'll do our best. We also had a, a $2 donation from Aaron Welch who says, would love it if you guys could post on Floatplane. I am unfamiliar with what Floatplane is. I've heard the name, but I don't really know anything about it. Whoa. I finally uploaded Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We've got some Sonic 2 action going on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, whoa. So this week I recently... Like I mounted my my rear speakers uh, from the ceiling. I was not. I was gonna wait and get in ceiling speakers, but I, there's no way I could afford it right now. So I decided just to wait. And uh, I ordered two cheapish, uh, I don't know, like surveillance camera ceiling mounts for drop ceilings, because I read somewhere that they they will work and they will screw into the back of rear speakers and they work amazing. Uh, so I ran the, the speaker wires like along the top of the uh, the drop ceiling, and I, it's weird, but I really got into the the five channel or the multi channel uh, stereo for like older games. <laughs> I'd never really tried it before, but just in in this space, it sounded really good. The, fir the first game I tried with it was uh, Castlevania 4 because you had just mentioned about the Castlevania 4 soundtrack so I was like I, I want to see how that sounds and it was awesome it, it's I've, I've been really getting into it but last night uh, I set up the uh, the analog DAC and I was playing playing Sonic CD using the Mega SD through through it and I had the the multi the, the multi-channel uh, stereo set up, and my kids are like losing their mind over Sonic CD. Really? And, like we're like dancing to the music, the, ja the Japanese versions. Uh huh. It was just really funny, like seeing them kind of get into it after a little while. That's hilarious. Uh, okay, so Floatplane is a. Wow, this is a uh, totally different vibe for the uh, the tree levels. It's a video service from Linus Tech, Tech Tips. It's like Patreon and YouTube mixed together. All right, well, I'll, I'll look into it. Can you import videos directly from YouTube on there, or do you gotta like upload them all separately? I mean, I imagine the quality would be better if you did a separate upload. <laughs> yeah. This uh, this style of level has like kind of a really dark and creepy sort of uh, vibe in the original, and it's all like super playful and jaunty here. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, this is the GBA console. Yep. Um. But yes, I will. I, I'll, I'll look into it. Might as well. Um, that didn't last long. Uh, 
Might as well at least get the name. Yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely a lot of effort in this port. Uh, for sure, it's... Uh... Whoa. Whoa. Look at, that, look at that $20 donation from Exile. Thank you. Jeez, wow. Thank you. Says, I'm glad I'm able to catch the stream. At the moment, I'm remodeling my game room with, this, with the stream in the background. I'm setting up a Windows oh. 98 and XP station uh, Windows XP station for original hardware games. Do you guys have any PC games that are nostalgic? Um, I, you know, it's funny. I have a space on my table here that uh, tried, like, originally kind of talking into getting my consumer CRT out. Mm -hmm. And I, I tried it on, tried it last week, and I was like, it's just too big. I was talking to John Lennon about it. I was like, I kind of want to get, like, a put together like a like a retro PC and put it there and he was like that would be a much better space use of the space oh, come on consumer C yeah, that, I, it, I think it's, it's worth it's having a consumer if I, if I sold my 20 inch uh, I would say yes but I'm, I can see myself putting a uh, like a retro PC over here mm -hmm. um, I, I've got I've honest, got I've got a space that would that that could work for a retro PC and I I I may do it, but like something that I don't know much about is like to like have a, a, a quote unquote original hardware retro PC. Like, can you do that with a modern CPU or like, do you only need like a retro GPU and so sound card? Like how? Yeah, I think the idea is to like, just use all hardware. It's, it's basically top of the line for you know the period, time mm -hmm. period. Yeah, I, I just I don't know much about what how it would come together, but I've definitely got you know the right monitors for it. I mean, I've yeah, got nice monitors. And uh, that's a tech assistant saying is that uh, good Pentium Four system use Windows XP. I mean, that's something I, I want to look into. I've got computers that might already work for it, but I just haven't really investigated yeah. what they are. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, when I when I have time, I'll I'll look a little bit more into it. But I, I I potentially could already be a good part of the way there. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like you could do like Windows ninety eight probably is what would be probably the most appropriate. Uh, but I mean, there's not a lot on the PC that like makes me all that nostalgic. One one PC game that I don't think I ever got ported anywhere else that. Uh, I would like to revisit is uh, this game called Shogo. Yeah, it's like Shogo. Um, it's like a first-person shooter with like mech levels that switch to third person. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting because there, I saw on Twitter somebody posted uh, two big box PC games that they had recently got from a. Uh, from like a, like a Goodwill or something like that, and they were for uh, for Red Baron of Red Baron, and Red Baron is a game that I barely played a lot, but I had a friend who was really really into it. I mean, I would like I like seeing those those boxes posted on Twitter, and like seeing the little stickers on the corner. It was like this is you know for VGA, you know, it's use of you know the, this is the VGA version of it. 
Uh, there was definitely something nostalgic about just seeing that. <laughs> I, uh... Drogo Mobile Armor Division. Cool art and design in that game. I mean, that never came out anywhere else. Is that on, is that like on GOG or anything like that, I wonder? Oh, it is, and Paul Paul Bergkamp's like way ahead of me. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I guess the, the PC games I'm most nostalgic for are, you know, Mist and Riven, um, which is maybe kind of a, a boring answer because it's one of the few like PC games I've really done an episode on before, you know? Uh, yeah. But uh, I, 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 I like those. Uh, I mean, you know, early on, like my computers were just like so bad that that was about all I could play. Uh, you know, of course, obviously this, this, you know, has console versions, but um you know, when I did get a good, a P, you know, I, I bought, I, I got my, I got a new PC, like just before my senior year in college, you know, really bought it for video editing and 3d animation. But, um, I, uh, I, you know, I, I really had no particular expectations of playing games on it, but once I did get, like it was, it was right around it, it was like not that long after steam became a thing it's like as soon as i had it like my brain immediately went to like oh well i wonder what kind of games might work on it you know <laughs> um so uh i got half-life 2 and uh that was pretty amazing and uh then like when Oblivion came out, like I was actually, you know, despite the fact that I ended up not getting an Xbox 360 until after the Xbox One was already out, <laughs> uh, I actually like was really close to getting an Xbox 360, like kind of close to launch, and I it, I just never ended up doing it. But like I was getting so hyped for Oblivion. And that was like a big part of the reason I wanted to get a 360. Because um, I'd never played Morrowind, but like, I just thought the game looked so amazing. Uh, and I, you know, I, I did get, um, I, I did get, get on PC once I had that, that good gaming PC, so. Yeah. We had a, another $5 donation from Exile. Yeah, Thank I you. It says my CRT, a 36-inch Trinitron, was relocated to the re relocated to the garage for the remodel. It wasn't receiving the use for the space it demanded. Mm. I'm going to stick with upscaling. I I can definitely. I I understand that for sure. I, uh, you know, my my Toshiba has not been getting has not been getting good use for a number of years, and finally, I think my setup is such where I. I can make pretty good use of it. I mean, you saw it a lot in Analog Frontiers Part Part One, so yeah. Uh, I yeah, and I, I, guess, I, I intend to use it a lot, lot going ways, forward. This this the mini episode was a lot of people's first looks at our new sets or our new setups or rooms. Well, at least yours. I mean, mine had appeared in Analog Frontiers. True. 
for like a few seconds. Well, I mean, other than my intro though, like there was like a lot of shots that kind of did show good parts of the room. Right. Uh, but I mean, you can, in, if you look in the background, there's a space like just in, like in front of the Indiana Jones poster that there's nothing going on there. And that's, that's where I feel like a retro PC could eventually go. Well, you need to get, you need to get a proper monitor as well. Right, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would, I think it would look really good there. Cause you don't, you don't have, you don't have a PC CRT. I and do I, not. I think you, I think you should. It's, it's so, it's my voice. Oh, no, it shouldn't be. I sh Everyone's saying I'm harder to hear. If I turn it up a little bit, is that better? I mean, I... had me turn it down a little bit at the beginning. Eh, I mean, I... I, it, I turned it up a little bit. Levels-wise, it looked like we were pretty balanced. It was fine and earlier. I'm... Let me know if it's if it's too loud now. You mean something happened? Like, some, I mean, it's it, nothing changed with how it sounds to me. I'm saying it's better now, so... Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's cool to kind of show this, the space for you the sound, first time. You sound loud suddenly now for some reason. Well, I mean, am I too loud now? I shouldn't be. Well, I mean, I mean, it might just be me. I, I you know, I mean, okay, well, maybe. I, I, cause it's how I had my headphones adjust as well. So just do it for however it, it should sound. On, right. Uh, on, well, everyone's what, saying that our stream is always too quiet anyways. Well, Joe disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, our we levels... Are... We, don't, we don't output our audio to, like, at zero dB. Yeah. Or we try yeah. not to, anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be some updated setup videos. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, just once it's all in a place where I'm happy with it. I'm pretty darn close, though, at this point, I think. Yeah, I need to I need to make some adjustments and uh, I, I should be pretty set for the long term. I. I need to buy a few cables. Um, but yeah, pretty close. One one thing that I I was having an issue with my 20L5 where um, 480p kind of had this ghosting effect. Mm -hmm. And I finally figured out it was because of the output, like I, you know, I guess the, when you are running uh, through a PVM, I mean, it, I guess it seems like it's not really a termination point. In other words, it like, it doesn't like end the signal and then like repeat the signal for the output. Like, I think it's just a continuous right. pass through. And 
as far as I understand anyway. And um, the problem that was creating was uh, I w ultimately had like uh, signals, RGB and um, uh, component jumping from the two monitors and then we're doing a long run around the room to an Extron where it was going to some other CRTs. Nothing that affected my capture because my capture was uh, entirely uh, just direct from the G-SCART and G-COMP. Um, you know, that was, you know, as few steps as, as possible to get to the capture. Um, but that was just going to some CRTs. But when I turned on 4AP, it was like this ghosting sort of effect. And I, I finally figured out that it was because that long run to that Extron using cable that I, I accidentally, well, I don't know if I would say accidentally necessarily. I mean, I wasn't really paying close it attention. Ohm, it, was, it was 50 ohm instead of 75, which is a heck of a lot cheaper. Uh, and I guess I really under I underestimated. It's probably for like video cam or for uh, like uh, security like, cameras. So, yeah, security cameras. Yeah. Whoa! Oh, I didn't. How did I fall? Um, yeah. So I I wasn't really paying much attention when I bought it, and like for a short run is would pro I could probably get away with it, but like, oh, that is a long run around the room and it was affecting the input on my PVMs. It didn't look bad for 15 kilohertz stuff. Uh, I think it might be my first death. Um, didn't look bad for 480i or 240p, but 480p just like, there was like this double image, like sort of ghosted to the right. And uh, yeah, so. I guess that was why. And so I've decided to, instead of, even if I bought like 75 ohm cabling, which would be a lot more expensive, especially in the quantity and length that I would need. Like, I don't think that's really worth it right now. Plus it would continue to risk like degraded quality. So I've kind of decided to isolate my RGB setups from the other side of the room uh, basically in, in such a way where like if I want to do anything with like RGB or component on the other side of the room like for mostly that stuff is for like set backgrounds and stuff really more so than actual use yeah so it doesn't even really matter it doesn't matter that much so I'll use a lot of like composite component there will be stuff like uh, retro tink and stuff and also I will feed composite nest video back to the other side of the room, but uh, I'll, I'll be sure that I use high quality cables in terms of what goes to like the core U. Right. So, yeah, but basically I determined that RGB, the main RGB and component stuff should be isolated so I don't lose anything, lose any quality. Man, it's so so many of these these backgrounds are so different. Um, oh, we got we got Craig Wan in the chat. Oh, oh Retro Tech is here. Oh, thank you. 
thank you for joining. I've been here for a while. Um, but uh, I'm, I, I guess I'm just like excited to do the, do it, to do the setup tour. But I feel like I need, need to make sure everything is exactly how I want it to be first. I'm pretty happy though at this point. I haven't got my mini DV uh, player hooked up. Oh really? Yeah, that one you got when you got the the monitors. Mm -hmm. It's just nice. It's a, it's a nice thing to have. Yeah, I, even though I barely have any mini DVs, but you know the video that was shot at my my wedding video is on on a mini DV, and I, I obviously I can just digitize it now, but still, it's nice. Do you not have a version of that that's easily watchable? No. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, you should definitely do that as soon as possible because I don't I don't necessarily trust mini DV tapes to you know last yeah well i mean i should i guess I, I i can easily do it but i mean they certainly last a lot better than vhs tapes eh, do you think so i mean i think the format might be more stable but i doubt that the tapes themselves are significantly more robust but i mean i don't actually know so look well, well, game game sack is saying uh mini db tapes seem fine so far he has that really cool uh, mini DV player that he I don't know if you use it that much but you used to pass through video through it didn't you to like be able to record oh, but I... now it's mainly for show I think it's just like part of that table I'm not sure if it's even still on the table yeah I used it for game capture I mean mine is just like a single one like yours was, was a lot wider than the one I had but I mean, I think that the one I had was probably expensive at one time. It's a, it's a Sony one. I have a DVC Pro tape deck that I don't really necessarily have a use for, but you never know, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's a nice thing to have. I have some videos that I shot like on a road trip years ago. Um, I could let you know what mine mine is. Hang on, uh, let me look at the number on it. It's the uh, the DSR twenty MD. Is a, is is a twenty five, so it's it's five better than mine. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
Uh, I saw um, Joe was on the uh, on the uh, uh, what is it uh, digital playground episode on on fi the five first five Genesis games you should play, and uh, his his list was excellent. I was I was very surprised to see you mention uh, Mystic Defender, and I was actually going to tell Try if he didn't choose this tonight, he should play Mystic Defender. Tonight. Mm. You don't think I should play a Spellcaster first? No, they're they're totally unrelated. I mean, they're kind of related. Right, but I mean, you don't need to play one to know anything, especially like the, the U.S. versions. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a fun game, but I mean, I I knew that uh, that Ghouls and Ghosts was coming. I mean, that's that's definitely one of my top, probably my top, probably my favorite Genesis game. Honestly, I was playing that last night. You know, I was just like playing a bunch of different stuff with the kids, and they were watching it, and uh, they thought it was hilarious that. When you get hit, he's like in his underwear. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, uh, it is funny. But the, what you know, what they really lost their mind over is uh, Mc, McDonald's Treasureland Adventure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wanted me to keep on playing it. You know, I, I've I've played that on the EverDrive a couple times lately here. You mm -hmm. know, just capturing footage. I did. It really made me want it. Yeah, it's good. Um, Joshua, help me. Let me see. Yeah, I don't know if it's working. I mean, let me let me check the Streamlabs and see what's happening here. Nothing is showing up. If people are trying to, does it just does it go through, or does it just not do anything? Let me check. Logging into Streamlabs. You mean our, our notifications aren't popping up or something? Yeah, I, I don't think Super Chats are going through, period. Yeah, it's still saying that uh, there hasn't been one in 17 minutes. So have you missed from Exile. Have you missed anything? No, no. I just logged into the Streamlabs, too, to make sure there's nothing there. First, it didn't allow me to, play, to pay. Whoa. <laughs> there's there's oh. a 9.99 donation from Sean Quinn just saying test. That's, well, that works. That's a, that's a very generous test. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Daniel Nicholson was saying, uh, "Funny you say Ghouls and Ghosts is your favorite. Finally finished Super Ghouls and Ghosts and on SNES and are finding and are finding Ghouls and Ghosts to be really cheap and unfair. Definitely showing us point out roots. Yeah, well, I, mean, you... I, I think that Ghouls and Ghosts is." A lot better than Super Ghost. Well, see that you know what's what's interesting is that that Drum did not did not love Ghouls and Ghosts on Genesis that much. Like he's so he he's really like Super. He's like he's definitely a Super Nintendo one. So I have not you know I haven't played through the Genesis one myself, but I'll be curious what my reaction is because he did not particularly love that. I mean, it's clear that one is an arcade game and the other one's more of an adventure. Mm -hmm. 
I'll, I'll be really interested to see what my what my thoughts I mean, end up being. I, like, I think that, ba that basically everything about about ghouls and ghosts is better than super. I hate that you can't. Man, I am having a hard time. down. I think the music's a lot better. Um, you know, uh, on last at the end of last Monday's stream, we uh, we played a little. Uh, we pl uh, played some Golden Axe after we finished Metal Slug Two. Yeah. Oh, he he just absolutely hates it. What? Like he th he, he said. He says it, it is a bad game. No. He's, he says it's terrible. He's like, look, I get it. There's a lot of games from my childhood. You know, he's talking to the people in the chat who, who do like Golden Axe. This is really giving me a hard time for some reason. The bosses in this game are more elaborate than in the other two. But the first one was super easy. Um, but, uh... You know, he was talking to people. He's like, "Look, I, I like a lot of bad games from my childhood too, but it, it is a bad game." The no, the last the last boss is kind of garbage, though. Like the true well, I mean, the, villain the last boss added for that version, right? But it, it is pretty garbage because we, we we couldn't we couldn't finish it because like he he's got the same magic you do, and just like. Uh, oh, you can throw that at him before he spits. That might help a lot, actually. Um, like, he's got the same magic you do, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I, I like it. I don't think it's a bad game. It's certainly not a very robust brawler or anything, you know, compared to Streets of Rage or whatever, but he just... He, well, he like, hated it. His it came out as... Yeah, it's, it's very, very early. I mean, you know, I think in the context of its time, it is it is an okay game. It, I, 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 I like the aesthetic of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, we, had a, we had a $10 donation from Joshua oh, Helmick. Whoa, thank you. You got to go through. Thank you. It says, uh, Mark, you should check out Beyond Skyrim. It's a fan-based redesign of Tamriel, Ooh. including all regions. Bruma is completely playable. As of now, with Black Marsh right around the corner. Uh, is it is it a mod for Skyrim in particular? Or is it like a? And out of curiosity, out of curiosity, can you play it on? Uh, uh, can you play it on like uh, PS4 or? I forget if PS4 has like the supports the mods. I, I think know. I think it does, but there was like maybe some limitations. I forget. It says correct, it is. So I assume that it's a mod. I wonder. I wonder if you can play on. The, I mean, I've got the PC version. I'm just not. It's, really a, it's, a, it's a PC. Uh, Doctor Droop is saying it. I think it's PC a PC mod only. only mod. Yeah, that's not surprising. I. I, I'm just not set up to play it on PC right now, but I, I could do it without a lot of difficulty. Would be a fun thing to explore for sure. Uh, he, he is saying that uh, that available availability on Xbox One X is coming. Ah, cool. 
well. Oh, we got a yeah, we got a five dollar donation from uh, Shinjan PV who says, "Why is from your grave?" <laughs> he's, he's saying he said earlier I was gonna respond to it after after we talked about Skyrim, but he says that nobody seems to like it anymore. But Altered Beast is one of my favorite Genesis games as well. It's hard to get a Genesis. I had to get a Genesis for that game, and absolutely, absolutely. I I mean I I think that, I think that Joe and I have talked about uh, Altered Beast about how. You know, I think that it's it's very much of a time. You, it was it was a big deal when it came out. I mean, and I I don't feel that it's it's bad or it's uh, like aged poorly or anything like that. I mean, I think that it's still really fun to play. I I think the only thing that's di disappointing about about uh, Altered Beast is is the last boss. I, uh, I mean, from what I've played of the Genesis version, I don't think it's too impressive. I prefer Golden Axe personally, but I... Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's important to think of it, of when it came out and what it looked oh, like. Oh, yeah, you know, I, the, I the, understand. The first, the look, the look of the first boss alone was, I, I specifically remember seeing the, the first boss and seeing a screenshot of the first boss in in a magazine, probably like EGM, probably the, whatever, first or second issue, and saying, like, like, that's, like, that's, like, the power of 16-bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I totally, I totally understand that that was, like, mind-blowing at the time. Yeah. I, I, I respect that. I mean, it's, it is, it is a great pack-in game, for sure. Um, we also had a uh, $5 donation from Colin Barron. Thank, Thank you. you. He says, I just got a new sound bar and want to incorporate my retro systems to it. Do you know of a good analog to uh, digital audio converter? Um, I know how to get, uh, hmm. For, for, oh, for just like. They go into his yeah. sound bar. Um. So like, I mean, I guess you aren't like connecting, yeah, I mean, like not through a switcher the... or through an AV receiver that would like, I mean, like what what I mean, what are you using to connect your retro systems in the first place? Like, are you connecting them directly to your TV or because like that might determine like what the uh, the I mean, video would go to my CRT. The audio would uh, go to the soundbar. Okay. I'm surprised it doesn't have at least a headphone jack on it. Yeah, a lot of them do. Like an auxiliary input. Yeah, you can. Uh, a lot of them do, and you could just like, you know, adapt that from, you know, dual RCA to stereo 3.5 millimeter. Okay, so he's saying it does. Oh well, then yeah, I, I wouldn't convert to digital in that case. Because yeah, if you're just sending RCA, just get a. Uh, like a RCA to uh, 3.5 millimeter. Because something that's important to remember is audio is always analog. Like when you are listening to audio from your speaker, it's analog. There's there there is no such thing that exists in like a viable form as a digital speaker. Like audio is always I mean converted 
to it's, it's analog out, at some out, point. Out, like playing out as analog. I never really thought about it that way. Right, right, right. So, like, I don't know if there might be a digital process somewhere in the soundbar, even if you do input it as analog. But, like, there's you're just making an unnecessary conversion there, in, in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, like, if it's going... I mean, from what I understand, uh, I mean, the, uh, the, the digital uh, or analog to digital conversion on the... Um, OSSC is is very good. From what I yeah, ask. yeah. I mean, but that that's definitely like a convenience thing for sure, more than anything. Um, I was saying, okay, I didn't know audio was always analog. I, I mean, just on the output. It on is. the output, it is. Yeah, I mean. Right, but I mean, if you just get like a like a stereo to three point five millimeter, like a like a like a little dongle, because like it's just like two stereo or like a like a red and a white RCA input with a. Uh, 3.5 millimeter out uh it is i mean you won't lose any quality or anything like that. yeah of course i mean that i'm not saying that to say like there's anything wrong with digital audio because obviously you know there's a lot of formats that are possible through digital audio and it, you know it gets it lossless to this you know to the receiver or to the speaker you know so right you know, it definitely has its place, but if your source is analog to begin with, like, I, there's no reason to like, oh, I, I, I gotta make this digital. It's gonna be better. Uh, we had a five dollar donation from Craig Craig Wan. It says, uh, I got a Retro Tank Two X Pro last week and met Mike Chi at the the same week at my local retro game store. Oh, that's fun. Any chance of him being in one of your streams? Uh, actually, when we streamed with it with the retro tank a couple weeks ago we asked him to be any beyond and uh um he just he just said he didn't really he was feeling a little shy he'd rather be be in the in the chat yeah which which you know which is fair because i i i do feel like it can be easier to like kind of pay attention to what people say and interact with them you know from from that kind of that kind of context and in a lot of ways yeah but hopefully i mean maybe he will make an appearance eventually one day he's 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 a he's a very funny guy yeah yeah we enjoy, um, we enjoyed meeting him uh in november yeah. uh we got a five dollar donation from uh north star saying uh or asking have either of you heard anything recently about any of the good uh game boy color backlight mod kits hoping for one that doesn't require any case mods whatsoever um, uh, it's not something yeah, I've paid a lot, lot of attention cool about. Coming out, and I feel like I got one of the McWill screens uh, probably last fall, and but now there's all these um, like the like the IPS screens that are out. I'm kind of <laughs> sad that I, I didn't wait it like just a little bit longer. Are they are they the right? Uh, are they the right? Yes, uh, they are like perfect scale. Like the McWill screen is perfect scale. It's slightly smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, seeing a lot of these, like the IPS screens, I'm like, oh, because I just put a um, one in a like a Game Boy Advance as well, or like a, um, a GBS O, or like or not GBS, but like uh, like an O, like zero zero one one oh one screen in in a. In like a regular first generation Game Boy Advance, and I wish I just waited a little bit longer. 
By the way, does anyone know what battery save technology this game uses? Because I, I was I wanted to open it up before playing to see if like if it was a battery or flash or EEPROM or whatever. Um, and I could not find my tri-wing screwdriver, <laughs> uh, so I didn't I didn't open it. But it takes like a couple seconds to save, so I'm guessing it's not not a battery, not a SRAM battery, because that that in my experience tends to be instant. Yeah, I mean, whereas I the like others it's... like have to ride. I got a $5 donation from my JJ McCullough, who says, I'm just joining now. What's the story with the alternate alternative or the alternate soundtrack? So as far as I know, the story goes that, uh, you know, the, the original soundtrack was not by David Wise, and that doesn't particularly have anything to do with why it's got a different soundtrack. Um, but I, I guess David Wise was, you know, going to convert the soundtrack to the GBA and just something about the way that uh, the way that it sounded just did not work well with the GBA sound engine so he just made a new soundtrack you know just to compose it differently different a different tone to it um, but uh I really like the original soundtrack. I mean, in the context of this stream, obviously I'm not uh, not soaking it in as well as I would if I was just playing it by myself. But uh, I mean, it seems it seems good. But I'm sure I'm going to like the original more. I believe yeah. most of the original version was written by Evelyn Fisher. Uh, I'm not sure to what extent if any David Wise or anyone else was involved. Um, Cheesemeister had a had a quote from David Wise. He, he posted way earlier at the beginning, and I I missed it. Um, but he's, he's reposted it now. He says, uh, David Wise says, uh, GBA is a handheld with tiny speakers, no bass or treble. Only six weeks to convert. Tried SNES conversion, conversion, but would have taken too long to adapt the original score. I created specific instruments that worked on the GBA and composed new score to suit the, these. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um So this game does not save on a battery. Yeah, I, I was guessing it was not a battery at this point. This, see, this Swanky Kong minigame is totally different. Like, there's, there's actually pretty significant changes. I mean, it's... it's. I, I think this version is worth playing just, you know, for something different. Now, Warren Hokey was asking if I played Cool Spot 7-Up on Genesis. Uh, I have it, actually. Try gave it to me. Did I? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the games you gave me a long time ago. Uh, I rented it when I was younger, 
and I, I rented it because it got really good reviews at the time, and it's 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 definitely not a bad game. I mean, it's it's, it's a David fun. Perry game, it, right? Yeah, but it's also another one of those games that I I I don't like. I, David I'm Perry bothered games. by it more now than I was back in the day because I didn't quite even realize what was going on. But it's you know it's one of those like the Virgin inter interactive games that when you when you move left or right the screen shifts a little bit. You know, even if you turn left or right, and uh, it doesn't just kind of like stay centered on you, it kind of moves and gets gets ahead of you. Yeah, Aladdin had that problem, and they and they fixed that in the um, in the new version, the versions that they the Genesis Aladdin ah. had it. And they fixed it in the new. And, I mean, they, and they the digital eclipse it. collection, yeah. you mean? Which I, I I recently got. I didn't realize it, but. Uh, uh, what should we call it? Uh, Best Buy had a like a price error like in the middle of the night, and I just happened to be awake at the time. <laughs> and it was like it was they were selling it for nine ninety nine, so I still have my Gamers Club unlocked, so I got it for like seven dollars. Wow! But it was I thought it was just a uh, it was a you know a deal at the time, but it was I guess it was, they forgot a one in the price. Ah. Which version did you get? I got the the Switch version. Um, they still have Gamers Club unlocked. I got rid of it. They got rid of it a long time ago. Mine actually, I got lucky that I I signed up for it basically maybe like two months before they canceled it. Yeah. So mine actually mine ends at the end of this month. Yeah, I I got mine probably less than a year. My my mine expired in September. Uh, but I I pre-ordered like so many games uh ahead of time to uh, like lock in the price. So like Animal Crossing Final Fantasy 7, you know, Animal Crossing is coming out this week. Even though I lost my Gamers Club in September, like, I'm locked into the lower pre-order. Yeah, you just pre-ordered everything you can. Yeah. You know, know what else comes out uh, on Tuesday that I, or comes out on Tuesday that I didn't even realize it? It's a, a La Mulana 1 and 2 comes out. Oh, on Switch? Yeah, Switch and PS4. Physical? Yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know why I did this. I, uh, um, I, uh, I bought the Japanese physical La Mulana 2, like, without really even thinking about it. Like, I, I just got so used to English and and uh, those versions being and like switch versions being a thing that I just like I don't know why I just didn't think about it but I was just like oh I'm, I'm going to order this physical version and it doesn't have English in it <laughs> that's now, a cool a soundtrack though we had a five dollar donation from uh, Kitty Ears saying here's five dollars so you and Try can split a roll of toilet paper <laughs> uh, what's the best way to play Fantasy Star 1 it never seems to get redistributed. 
Uh, I mean, the I mean, the most accessible way to play it at this point is is on the Switch. And if you if you've never played it, I feel like it's like that's basically your best option. I prefer the original because that's just you know I have my original cart and it's just I'm I'm attached to like the you know the memories that I had with it. Yeah, the the Switch uh, version I, does I, I seem to have the most features. The Switch version and 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 loved it. The 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 menu the 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 map the map so, the map helps because the dungeons are it almost makes the game a lot it's it makes the game a lot easier. Yeah, but. Like in a good way, I would say, because I mean, if I'm being honest, the the dungeon I, I played the game for the first time on the Wii Virtual Console, and I I tried to make my own maps on graph paper while playing it. You know, I tried to do it legit, and eh, I only made it like about halfway through the game, maybe before I started looking stuff up because uh, it uh oh that, that effect with the bananas behind the waterfall and then the banana goes into the counter doesn't work too well on GBA I guess um but uh the, the, the dungeons are pretty okay early on but then like, like I say maybe halfway-ish through the game they start getting really obnoxious because they'll become multi-floor dungeons and there's there's yeah and there's, there's traps that. there's trap and there's floors traps, yeah. and you don't know like trap to like uh, get to the exit huh and sometimes you got to use the traps to like drop down into certain areas correct and it's it's kind of a situation of like uh you don't know like okay i fell through a trap and i'm in a multi-floor dungeon and i don't know if i fell down one floor or two floors you know Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it makes the game a lot easier. And in I mean, a good way, day, I would I would say. Back in the day, I mean, we just randomly found our way through most of the dungeons. We didn't really map it. Although, you know, Some people starting with did, Resident I'm Evil sure. 2 and like since Resident Evil 2, the remake of Resident Evil 2, I've made it a a point like I have this uh, kind of like a mini little notebook thing it's it's i mean it's like a nicer notebook it's like something it's not like something you just buy at a store that uh like like at a drugstore or something like that or just like uh like at a dollar store this it's more of a, it's a nicer book mm -hmm. like a with blank pages in it and i've been using that to write down things in games that i don't want to forget mm -hmm. like i used it to you know there it, like in Resident Evil, in the remake of Resident Evil 2, there's a lo some locker codes you might find mm -hmm. like on the wall. I, I, I just, just I just down. took I just took a phone picture of those, but I do like the the spirit behind doing it. You know, right? Well, I mean, I always think of what what Rand Miller says. Yeah, my favorite thing that, that he said in that whole interview in the episode that you did it so long ago, where he says once you once you bring like like those kind of things into the world into the real world and they, as soon as that like the game becomes becomes atoms then you know you've like made it you've made part real. of the game real yes so i just i'm trying to do that more often yeah and i think it'd be cool to have this little book of just like uh like a few pages based on certain games 
when the whole thing fills up, it would be kind of neat to see that the evolution. And I always think about the like the physical hand drawn maps that Jeremy Parrish was doing for a while mm -hmm. there, and he would put all this like kind of artwork around that yeah, he would illustrate yeah. around it. I think that Fangamer sells like giant poster sized versions of those now, and it's so cool. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I uh, really uh, quickly. We had a we had a five dollar donation from Red Wolfie a couple minutes ago. It says, uh, "Hey guys, just purchased a PVM for the first time, Olympus OEV two zero three. That's a good one for a new user. Is that the one you have? Yep. Uh, that that is so that's that is a Sony tube. It's uh, yeah, it's just the, like rebranded, right? It, it's just Olympus built their own version of Sony's thing, uh, and it's the the quality." And features are identical to the the Sony uh, the M2 MDU, uh, right. and it's it's great. Um, in terms of any advice, I mean, you know, uh, have you already got some 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 cables? Uh, you know, I I I still. You know, I, I even as recently as a few months ago, I, I bought a a PVM SCART to BNC cable from from Wookie Win on eBay. He's still doing those. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, if you want to do that to hook up some some SCART connections, uh, but using RGB is pretty straightforward on you know that kind of PVM. Uh, and I see the, the retro tech is responding to him saying, you know, check out my channel and I cannot recommend him enough. Yeah. You, you'll see lots of good stuff on there. I forgot that eating the urchins makes the fish angry. <laughs> you want him to, you want him to eat fish. It's interesting this uh, this underwater music uh, has some overtones of the Donkey Kong Country One water music. Oh, that's nice. the The underwater theme in the original version is pro of DKC Three is probably the weakest tune in the game, maybe. But it's, it's, it's atmospheric in an interesting way, but it's like, it's super creepy. Ow. I'm gonna go. I'm going to fill up my water. I'll be right back. Okay. I don't remember these little clownfish in the background. Uh, they're moving along. They don't... I mean, those are the enemy clownfish, but like, there's like background clownfish that I don't... I don't think those were there in the original version of these levels. And those small grayfish there too. 
the clownfish. Nope. Not, not the monkey. than the original version. Changing ah, changing his pattern. I guess that's all there is to it. I don't remember there being anything more to it than squaring his eyes. But he's changing his pattern, but not making an obvious like, "Ow, I'm hurt." People I've talked to seem to think that, that there's going to be no more school for the rest of the year, and I have no idea what that's going to even mean. Like, what happens? What about kids that are like seniors in high school? Like, I, I know yeah. that a lot of places are going to do remote. Uh, you know, we'll do remote yeah. uh, learning. I mean, I, I wonder if there's even like, I mean, they'll have to come up with like some like standard of like, okay, like you have met graduation requirements 
you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's just gonna, it's gonna be, gonna be interesting. I think this pattern is different than the original, not that I totally remember, but, oh, come on. Uh, they got a $2 oh. donation from, from uh, For Love of the Game saying, try next time you die, die say, consarnet. <laughs> I don't know, what, what does that mean? I've, 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 I, I, I think I was just a, an old person, uh, an old person exclamation. <laughs> Oh, it's an old time. It's an old timey swear. Uh, Warren Hokey is wondering if there's any uh, any hope for a revival of the rare after Nintendo. I mean, I like I oh, I definitely think so. It's just a matter of getting uh, analog frontiers done, and then I think we'll I think feel that... a lot freer to like do you know more light and fluffy stuff like that. I guess yes. I guess one thing that kind of scares me with that is you know next is the two Viva I, you know I'll do the two Viva pinata games in one video. I feel like that's just a big time sink, and like yeah, I I've played like four hours of the first Viva pinata, um, on a backloggery stream one time, and. Uh, you know, it seems okay. Not necessarily my kind of game, though. So it's... It, it, it seems like a fine game that isn't necessarily made for me. Um, so I'm not, like, as ex excited to do that one, but I am still determined to do it. So, who is it? Uh, uh, Michael's workshop was saying, said, uh, Corey, with your head lit up and the blue background, you look like a StarCraft, uh, StarCraft cutscene NPC. <laughs> this is Jimmy. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you've kind of got like, you know, early 2000s, like movie color palette going on there. <laughs> I mentioned this a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago, but uh, I, I just found myself watching watching uh, the movie Swordfish. It was on TV one, one night. <laughs> Have you ever seen Swordfish? I'm not familiar with it. Like a, it's got Hugh Jackman. He's like this. He's this computer hacker. It's Hugh Jackman and John Travolta, and it is like it's a lot worse than I remember it being. It was just on TV. It's it is it is so bad. Gaming Blow says, "Dude, Swordfish is so bad. <laughs> it is so bad." And then like it gets like ultra stupid at the end. Where he has this big plan to to escape the the police, and he's like like the main bad guy. They just rob this this bank, and they're to, to escape a uh, the police chase 
they had this helicopter come comes down and picks up the bus. But it's like they didn't even think it through at all because like they're immediately like almost hitting buildings and all of their stuff. Like, I don't even understand. Like they they just came up with the idea because it was what's like the most random thing we could do in this movie. I uh. And but the effects are so bad in it too. They're like they're like Mortal Kombat reptile level level of bad. Drum and I have been watching uh, the Leprechaun series for for our March uh, <laughs> our our March movie nights, <laughs> which. Uh, they're like all on, uh, well, maybe all but one on the Cinemax channel on Netflix. So I, I bought a, or not Netflix, uh, Amazon. So I, I bought a month of that. I was like looking through the other day of, of what, uh, you know, what, what other m movies on there might I want to watch that, you know, while I, while I've got this for a month. I, I I watched uh, Castaway the other day. I've never seen that before. Oh man, it was what, what did you think? You like it? That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, it's movies like that though. I hate flying, and it's just movies like that that make me more scared. It, I always it, think of the, stuff like that when I'm it when was I'm flying. it was a pretty intense it was a pretty intense plane crash scene. I was surprised. Like yeah. Like, like I, I don't know if I have ever seen like a plane crash in a movie that was quite that like scary. Yeah, like I mean, it, it was, yeah. it was pretty, it was, it was pretty detailed and like, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty horrifying. Like, I definitely had my heart pounding a bit. Yeah, I oh, had a five dollar donation from my Joshua Helmicky. Thank you. Says another shirt idea from a fellow chat room member was uh, Scar uh, Scar Connables or oh oh Connables connected. That would that would be that'd be a that'd be a real deep cut, I think. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think that I mean, people might be into that though. <laughs> It took me a, a, like the con con ables like I, the way I spelled it in the end was like with a K, K a K, K apostrophe. apostrophe. Yeah. Canables. Uh oh, corpse corpse four thirteen two dollar donation. Oh, he, he didn't he didn't donate, but he's just like trying to scream Wilson. And like that's I, that that, is that like, wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Yeah, that it wouldn't be the second time either. But now I've actually now I've actually heard it, so like I can, I've I've kind of got a little bit of a Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> now, now that you have like, and now for... like now I just need to like lay on my back and like sob forever. <laughs> Uh, Tom Hanks' best role. Uh, I mean, I've always liked big. I, I was I love telling people that when I first moved to New York, I met a friend. That, or, uh, 
I had a friend who I went who's had a party, or didn't have a party, but went, like I went to a, a a party with a friend at another at one of their friend's house, and it was at the the apartment from Big. <laughs> <laughs> that look at that all similar in Soho. We got a we got a nine ninety nine donation from Adam Jenkins Thank saying you. another T shirt idea with a screenshot of me of me saying in my mailbox was this. And like I, it just needs to be like in a, my mailbox was this. You see it like be pointing like to the side, like yes. And so like someone can like just hold it, hold whatever up to it. That Cheesemeister said you can have a have a shirt that says uh, "You down with RGB?" and on the on the back end it could say "Yeah, you know me." <laughs> that, I added that last part, but we can we can do that. I wonder how the, this, like, I feel like this tube thing is not something I've seen on GBA before. Like, I wonder, I wonder how it was done. Like, it's pretty cool. I like this mini game. Even though it's uh, like... The Burbs is strange. definitely a good movie, too. And that is a movie that I, I saw that in the theater, and I was too young to really, like, even understand. What movie? <laughs> the Burbs. I don't know anything about it. I just feel like I was... I, I, didn't, I didn't get it. Warren Hokey says that there should be a, a t-shirt with you on it saying, just like I like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, got, it's just got like RPG a big, squ the, a big, the, uh, like GBA sharp, account. a big sharp edged, like square on it. <laughs> just like I like them. Yeah. It's just, it's just one pixel. I think it's so funny how like, light-hearted the music in these levels is because it's just like it's it's pretty there's a big saw chasing i know in. right it's like it's 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 kind of intense music in the in the original version it's like it's like well, it's, it's scary yeah it's like it but it's like it's like it's like not like a super high tempo but it's like i don't know it's just like it's it's a unique tune just like kind of like I mean that's a that's a serious saw blade. Yeah, right. Which who, is, who who do you think is using it? I mean it's gotta be a Kremlin, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh oh. Had a had a sink drop there. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe your GFCI outlet popped. <laughs> no, it was probably just like it was probably just just something to do. Cause this is going through like an HDMI switcher and a splitter. Right, the splitter is just to make it so it normalizes the the audio. In part, I mean, because I'm also running like the PS3 and the PS TV through it, so that. Uh, 
so that they, uh, you know, strip the HDCP. Mm-hmm. But I'm also running it through this through that so I can use the digital audio. Which, I mean, I don't have to, but since I was, since it worked for that, right. I figured why not uh, do it that way. Uh, but that's the first time I've had an issue. I, I was having an issue actually with a, whoa. Oh, I'm invincible. <laughs> uh, I was having an issue with another switcher, HDMI switcher, that I really don't like. Um, and so I got another one that seems a lot better. That's the first time I ran to an issue. But you were saying that uh, for you, like the PS3 screws up with the... Um... Yeah, it seems they have a constant signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and I, was... I, don't, I don't have mine on like a switch or anything. Like a power switch? You said you put yours on a rocker switch. Right? Well, I yeah, I got a little rocker that goes in the back of the system. It's just like it has like the figure eight style oh, like, really? clarity. And it's just like it just plugs into the back of the system, so I just like can hit that. Okay. It's it's tiny. It just there's a little extension outside of the that's core neat. in the back. Yeah, well now that I know yeah. that you can get something like that, like that's that's not that bad. Um Right. I I, I I could I could I could see myself uh, getting something like that just to ensure that an issue like that doesn't doesn't happen. But I don't I don't know if that could have been the reason why because the PS3 is going into this as well. Um, we got a I uh, got a five dollar donation from from. Hal, uh, 15,900 or Hal 15900. Thank you. It says, uh, says, thanks for the content. Question, does the NES charge memory batteries while playing or can I replace it with double A's? Um, I see Warren Hokey is is ahead of me there. Um, It does not not charge the battery, but it uses uses, uh, CR type. I think it's CR 2032 batteries. Right. Or those are just like the coin, but they're like uh, that same size. Yeah. I'd have to like look at the exact numbers. If you check out our save file preservation episode, that has everything you you need to know about uh, switching out the batteries on on NES games. Yeah. It. I mean it. They're they're, they're coin cell size batteries. I mean, it's just about one of the most basic soldering things you can do. You you learn to do it quite quickly. Yeah. Um. But it, it, so it, it doesn't charge the batteries, but it does like you know keep the save alive while your system is running. Right. Yes. It, it keeps a current to it. Right. Um. It, it is theoretically possible to swap a battery without losing your save, but it's, you know, it's definitely kind of a more advanced thing. Some games do have a capacitor that buys you like maybe a few minutes to swap right. a battery without losing your save. What's funny is I actually thought that my Crystalis battery had been dead for years. Um, because like it'd been so long since I beat the game that I forgot how to say, how to use the save and load system. 
<laughs> so uh, like, yeah, cause it's weird because you don't actually do it from the menu. You have to start a game, don't you? Right, something like that. Like, I from the, I, I just say if you say continue on the title screen, it just loads like the last game that was played. And for for me, that was just like a game like where you where you walk out of the cave at the very beginning of the game. And so I since every right. time I would say continue. Uh, you thought I was just starting a new game. I thought it was starting a new game, and I was just like, oh, well, my battery's dead. And I thought for years it was. And then what was funny was, uh, after you replaced the battery, uh, I was like, oh, no, it's it's not working. Like, I don't know why. Like, because I thought, like, like, I wasn't. I, I wasn't really sure how the save and load system worked. And I was like, no, it doesn't see, it still doesn't seem to be working. And then like, I figured it out and saw that like my old save from when I beat the game was there and a, a save that a friend had done years ago where he played, you know, a little bit into the game. Like all that was still there after like, like that was the one of the reasons I gave you that cartridge to replace the battery because I was like, oh, it's it's okay because it's already dead, so there's no save on here to save. And it turned out that not only was there something to save, but it it, it, it wasn't like if I had known that, like I would have been reluctant for you to swap it. Although I guess you had already backed up everything, but you probably didn't back up Crystalis because I probably told you it was dead. Well, now I don't think. No, you probably I probably didn't restore it, but I feel like you may have. I can check. I mean, back it up. I mean, not restore it. But if you backed it up, I know you didn't restore it because it it was it was never lost during the during the battery swap process. Right. I, mean, I can look in the in the save the save file uh, store. I have one. I have one for me, but not for. hard as to say backups from the ps1 ps2 and gamecube uh i know i know that the memory card episode is is not up yet i need I, it needs to happen super soon uh for gamecube the easiest way to do it is to use the the gc memory card manager uh homebrew application if you have uh any way to run homebrew you know using the uh like the the like the memory card loader thing. Can you the, like? Can you do that with a Wii as well? Yeah, yeah, it works with the Wii as well. Uh, that is definitely the easiest way to do it. Um, 
for PS1, I mean, even if you can get like a PS1 Dex drive, there's a application that uses it. And you can get can, um, you can get a a like a new or like a like a, a US, home application. You can get like a, a USB connector for it. Uh, yeah, it's like a serial to uh, serial cable to USB adapter. I, f- I found that cable when I was cleaning up a few weeks ago. Like it was just like laying on my dining table for months <laughs> amongst a bunch of other stuff. And I was just like, I was looking at it and I was just like, I can literally cannot think what on earth I bought this for. What, what is it? It's a, a serial to USB? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I finally oh, you should, you should connect your Extron to your computer with it. That's what I've been using mine for now. Oh, I have the, it's too, the Extron it's, Matrix program. It's too and far. You can just like, it's too far away. You can use a USB extension. Yeah, but I I've ran all the USB extensions I can. Oh, like it, I mean, there's, I, there's I, just I, I there's like no I, I there's, use it for that and it's super convenient. There's no way to run another at this point. Uh, yeah, you can use PS2 to copy saves to a USB stick. I mean, also there's the uh, the uh, PS3 memory card manager. The PS3 memory it card manager really, is definitely like, it works the really well. I mean, I think I think for me in my situation, I I think using the PS3 memory card manager or PS3 adapter is probably the easiest way to do it. Can you do anything with the, the, with that on a PC? From what? Can you do anything with that on a PC? Uh, not as far as I know right now, but it would be cool if there was something like that. Maybe someone would make something. It it is. It's just it's it's kind of hard to find. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are like surprised that that even exists, and like I was like, it's always surprised me that people are surprised because it was there in the store when I mean maybe it wasn't around that long because I got. I got my PS3 in uh, 2000, um, uh, 2008. It was there, and I just like I like went back to Best Buy and bought it, bought it along with a few other accessories. Like the very next day. Yeah, it's it's handy to have for sure. Uh, we had a uh, a two dollar donation from Alex S. Thank you. He says, uh, buying an OSSC, uh, should I wait for the pro? Great content. Um, I mean, I, I have no idea how far the pro Yeah, is. I mean, it's possible. How far off it is. It's possible. But it I mean, could be, I mean, it could be a year. Away. I mean, if you're, if you're totally happy right now and you can wait like a year, I would. Right, uh, but, but mean, like you also have to keep in mind, we don't know how much it's going to cost. It could potentially be very expensive. Yeah, like I, there, mean, I believe the there will, I believe there will be a market for um, the original OSSC even after the new one is out. Uh, Did they say the OSSC, the old one becomes is going to be known as the OSSC Classic? I don't, I don't know. It better be, but. Uh, But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, just keep in mind, we don't know how expensive it'll be. Like if you're just like, oh, I'll buy it no matter what it is. Okay, sure. Wait, I guess. But the, the, I think, I mean, we don't know much about like how some of its new features will work, but, but there was like, 
there was a feature on the initial announcement that made it sound like it might do like it might have the capability to do like a you know a, a more traditional deinterlace. But again, you know, we don't know what that's really going to look like. So, I mean, you could be holding out for that and maybe it'll end up being like, oh, that's not quite what I hoped it would be, you know? Yeah. So it's 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 hard it's hard to say. Uh, yeah, and not only that, but I, as Kitty Ears says above, it uh, says that uh, hardware manufacturing is at a slowdown right now. Yeah. Who knows how this is going to affect prices. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel... I mean, this goes on for months and months and months. I mean, which is entirely possible. Uh, I mean... I don't... I, I'm kind of starting to doubt that the PS5 and Xbox Series X are coming out this year at this point. Yeah, I think, I think it'd probably be in their best interest to push it off. I mean, I've been saying for a while that, like, they should launch in the spring rather than... Because, like, you just... It doesn't make any sense to me that, like, I feel it was such a good move for Nintendo to launch the Switch in March because the the whole, like, release your new console in November thing makes no sense to me because at launch, there's always going to be limited inventory available. And who's going to buy it? The people who are going to buy it no matter when in the year you release it. So the people who were only going to get it is like a Christmas present. Like they aren't, they aren't going to be able, they aren't going to be able to get it because, uh, because, you know, the, you know, the hardcore already bought it. So like, why not let the hardcore buy it, you know, get your positive word of mouth building over the course of the year and then people you know get it for Christmas because it just makes no sense because like there's just not going to be as many people able to get their hands on for Christmas as, as you would want I think you know like so I think launching earlier in the year is a, is a smarter move anyway so I, I think Sony is probably a little desperate though, because I mean, you think about like the last E3 they were at, like they showed off, what was it? Death Stranding, Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. And like right. by the next E3, which they did not attend, none of those games were even out. And Sony has right. like been pretty thin on first party content. I mean, to be fair, Microsoft has too, because they blew up all their first party studios and, you know, they've spent like the last couple of years kind of ensuring that they have that first party infrastructure again, going into the next generation. But, uh, it's, it's just, Oh, what's this? This is different. Um, So yeah, it's just like Sony's first party stuff has really not been very prolific at all the past couple of years compared to what it to what it used to be, I feel. Especially during like the PS3 generation when I feel like Sony was doing really good with first party. 
Uh, for love of the game is just talking about the color scheme on this level. It's, it is kind of bad, isn't it? He's like, the, the, he's like that is an awful color scheme. It, it is kind of bad. I mean, I can, uh, with the consoleizer here, I can, I can turn on, I can turn on the GBA shader to make it a little more, to make it a little more muted. Let's, let's play with the GBA shader for a while. Still not great, but it's at least a little less garish. Yeah, uh, that's true. There is that rumor going around saying that uh, Sony is going to buy Metal Gear Silent Hill in Castlevania from Konami. Really? Konami doing that is what uh, uh, Reverse the, the Blood says. That would be and that would be interesting, but like I kind of don't want any more Metal Gear games. Like, even Kojima well, did kind of not that good of a job with Metal Gear Solid Five, and I feel like I think, I think if, if I mean, who knows what kind of like I I want I, I, I want Kojima to continue doing like like original stuff. I mean, for I could a while. see like I, I like Metal Gear Solid Four like wrapped up the story and like I'm I'm okay with Metal Gear being done and I don't want anyone but Kojima to do it but I want I want Kojima to do something different again like I mean I know Death Stranding wasn't everyone's cup of tea and all the you know we liked it for the most part but uh, I, I I think I would like to. See, I would just like to see Kojima do some different stuff. You know, like same thing with with you know Sakurai. Like, like I, I feel like he's kind of done his best take on Smash Brothers that he can at this point. I feel it's oh, okay yeah. to I, let I someone else know. do it. Uh, I I kind of suspect he won't because he's a workaholic. But like Kid Icarus Uprising was so good. It was like so nice to see him do something. It wasn't Smash for the first time in a long time, and I want—I just want to see him make more, like games like Kid Icarus Uprising because I feel his style works so well in games that aren't fighting games. And I just—I want to see—I want—I want to see that kind of stuff, you know. And same with Kojima. Like, like Metal Gear is done for me. Like. I was excited for Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, you know, I liked Peace Walker, but like the the story is done. Like, unless you're going to give me like a World War II story with the boss, like, like what more is there to do at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, maybe it would be a part five that pretends like that Phantom Pain didn't exist. That would be nice. <laughs> I mean, I love the gameplay in Phantom Pain. I thought it was, it was, it was so much fun to play. But it was too long. Like there's, there's just too much, too many missions in between story. I mean, yeah, like it, it was so long where like nothing happened and it was like, and it would be, it would have been fine if you could do all these missions without, if you could just like move the story forward mm -hmm. without having to do a lot of other missions. Oh, dang it! 
Yeah, it... But, like, the thing is, like, the story was moving, but, like... But even then, like, the story just wasn't that good. Like, I, I'm, um, I'm just... I'm, I... I, I I, I, I love Metal Gear for what it is, and I'm okay with it being done. Uh, Blade Brown, Brown earlier wanted everyone in chat to know that uh, he's violating a chicken. Uh, he's, but he wrote it in Spanish. Okay. <laughs> he's, 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 he felt it was very important that I, that I interact with his comments. And Man, that was a really dramatic sound effect when that bird <laughs> hit that bee. Yeah. Uh, uh, Silver says, I'd rather have a Snatcher scale game every one to two years and a triple A game every four to five years. Um, and I, I agree with that. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just my opinion. I'd rather see Kojima do some fresh stuff for a while. Yeah, I mean, even if it's not something that's like some sprawling yeah. story. Yeah. I saw I saw some comments about Baktai earlier. Like, like that would have been cool. But he didn't direct that. He just produced those games in Zone of the yeah. Enders. Oh, that laugh sound effect is new. The, the hook in this level is that there's a there's a cursor that's taking a shot at you the, throughout the whole level but there's this like <laughs> the voice that's this play when it gets ready to shoot it's like this this like very like generic like like villain Dracula laugh or whatever. It definitely is not on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> uh, Warren Hokey is saying, said, uh, can I just say that watching this stream has been the only time I've calmed down from Corona worrying all day. Seriously. Thank you, Corey, and try. Well, I mean, I'm glad that it can help a little bit. I mean, it's, it is super stressful. It's super stressful, and uh, I'm not sure if if you have any have any kids or anything, but it's like that's like the weirdest part about all of it, and especially like kids that can't quite understand what's going on. And I, you know, I told I told my kids, you know, they're they're five and seven, and I said, and I guess like afterwards, my wife my wife was like, I don't know if that's such a good idea to really say that, uh, but I was like. I, I was just being honest with them. I said, you know, this is this is uncharted territory for our lifetime, and 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 like I said, and your grandparents, like we've never really been experienced anything like this. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... And I think she, she was like, I don't know if he just, I mean... I mean, just tell them it, you like, know... You don't, you don't want them to get scared that, like, even we don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, just say, hey, you know, I mean, they, they understand how sickness works, I guess. So just, you know, there's, there's, you know, a lot of people are getting sick right now. So, you know, we just have to stay inside. Yeah. Or at home. <laughs> and, you know, well, yeah, I mean, that's what I... Uh, like have to stay at home and you know we say we're gonna like go on walks and stuff and we say if we see people at the park you know you gotta keep your distance and i just just to make sure yeah don't play on the equipment at the park <laughs> oh yeah we can plan it but you just gotta make sure to wash your hands and everything and you're home but uh but, i mean it's it's definitely, definitely a crazy thing. Like, I, I I mean, how things are, you know, kind of shutting down. Yeah, well, basically like everything is shutting down. It's... I was talking to, uh, to Sean Quinn earlier about, you know, if we were needed to stock up on anything. And I was like, I was, I feel very lucky in that we didn't really need to go to the grocery store to get much stuff because we just had already stocked up on a lot of stuff after moving to the new house. So we were already pretty good. But he sent me a photo that he took of at his uh, at his supermarket, and it was. Uh, just like there's nothing on the shelves. Mine was not that bad. I but I went to like kind of a, a a grocery store that's just kind of been new within the past like less than a year. And it's like kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of weird because they closed another location that was like right in the middle of town. And then this one, they is just like in the middle of nowhere. This brand new one, they closed the other one. It was very strange. I went there Friday early afternoon, and it was it was not that bad. There was plenty of water. It the water the water was gone like in the normal location, but like there was like in the back like aisles they had the like a ton of water. Like it was. It was not very unusual. But Kentucky was pretty early in like closing schools, right? Uh no, I mean it was I mean compared to last Friday. I'm surprised that there's still some that have not closed yet or are closing like midweek this week. So yeah, I don't know, but it was it was it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty normal at my grocery store. And I didn't have to wait long line at all yeah i mean i went on friday and it just to get some basic necessities but i mean compared to the amount of stuff that i had to get it was just like stuff that we needed anyways mm -hmm. but there's people that just had so much stuff and sean Quinn was saying it was it was a wegman's Wegmans is awesome. That's 
uh, retro tech. That's that's pretty surprising that your kids' uh, school isn't closed yet. I mean, that's it'll happen probably either tomorrow or the next day. I, I've I've heard some of them like closing down as 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 late as Wednesday being the last day. Oh, they're on spring break this week. See what what is weird about my kids is that they close it until the 27th and then the 27th is the start of spring break. So really they're off for three weeks, not two weeks. Yeah, I, I got I got plenty of soup. Got some some cup of noodles also just to have just in case. Um but like I said, we were thankfully pretty stocked up on stuff anyways. You're probably gonna have to go to the grocery store at some point before. Well, I mean it's is... it's we we can eat out of the pantry for a, a long time. Uh my my wife is very, very good at just seeing what we have and making it work. <laughs> very good at just kind of making stuff out of out of nothing. Yeah, you're you're well you're you're lucky in that regard for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how she does it. But the, the toilet paper aspects has been hilarious. I like I don't even understand it. I don't get it. Well, I, I was lucky to have a lot of toilet paper, but I I I, I joined the bidet revolution earlier this year so I've been using it at a, at a much reduced rate anyway so <laughs> yeah <laughs> K-Baz is saying it's due to diarrhea and you know what honestly I think a lot of that has to do with the uh, the food that a lot of people eat I mean obviously it has to do with like the food that a lot of people eat and the like the preservatives and a lot of stuff. Just like 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 diarrhea is just like a normal thing. <laughs> I, 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 I don't I don't know about the average person, but I I have a feeling I will overall be eating better than I normally do during all this. <laughs> I don't know if that's a sad thing to admit or not. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I know. I realize it's not. <laughs> uh, it's, it is a respiratory disease. It doesn't have anything to do with diarrhea or anything. I'm just talking about just like in general, like it, it, I don't know. It's uh. I don't know. I think it's just like people's poor diets. Yeah, standard American diet. Uh. Interesting. It seems like... It seems like you throw your snowball just where he is, but I'm 
pretty sure the original version, you like select the top row of bomb row. It's kind of funny, like he goes, ah, when you hit him. I like the sound effects on Super Nintendo better because like after he finishes shooting the cannon, it kind of makes this. <laughs> it was just kind of a fun laugh. And when you um, when you when you hit him, it went, so Bagga Schmidt is saying is is anyone besides boomers afraid to die from it? Um, I I've, obviously that's like the at risk group, but I I've heard that they've started to figure out some of like the like long term or not long term but uh, perhaps long term. Uh, respiratory issues that even young people could have hmm. like with like severely reduced lung capacity just permanently even in young people they have it they get it Sean Quinn was saying, latecomers will be eating better because the only kind of pasta on on store shelves was chickpea and lentil pasta. <laughs> and then he, he says, if you're a business and your product won't even be purchased in the middle by people in the middle of a global pandemic, you have to think about the viability of the product you're selling. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, you know, fresh produce and stuff is probably not the hot thing right now, even though it normally would sell decently just because like you can't keep it in the freezer you know yeah so a lot of people are saying oh you know it's like just as bad as is the flu i i think like a good way to think about that uh that i i read is so if, it, if it's as bad as the flu and the flu kills as many people as it kills think about the fact that it kills as many people as it currently kills uh without like with with treatment that exists today. So now imagine, imagine how many people the flu would kill if there was no treatment, which is what this has the possibility to do. But I mean, basically, I, I think the other side of it too is it seems like it is from as much as I understand, it seems extremely easy to transmit compared to Oh yeah, I, other I heard diseases. And I guess, you know you know, there there is a pretty sharp, you know, risk to older people. Like I would say even compared to, you know, the flu. So I mean you know, it's it's something we don't we can't do a lot about right now so you know i guess we'll just chalk this up as a lost year and <laughs> hope we can deal with it in the future if it if it is going to be an ongoing thing retrotech that's exactly it i mean with the if the uh, healthcare system is overwhelmed and there's no beds at 
or treatment at a hospital, what happens when somebody is in a car accident or right. somebody has a heart attack or right. that's like, I mean, you got to wonder like all the people with cancer, like they, during this period of time are probably not going to be getting anywhere near as good a treatment as, as they normally would. I mean, I don't know for sure, but you know, uh, Mitch, Mitch B says that he says that if it has a 3% mortality rate. If I gave you a bag of 100 Skittles, but three could kill you, I bet you'd, avo you'd avoid all of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna really, you know, focus on work, working on the channel. I wonder if they're, I wonder if they're gonna push back uh, tax day. Hmm. Seems like I mean, it's a month from now. Seems like a thing to do. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like one thing I've been thinking about, just in terms of like our channel, like. I feel like depending on how long this lasts, like advertisers are going to have less incentive to spend money on ads. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, so gonna, like, it's gonna affect everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I mean, people I've really turned around here. will probably will be watching a lot more YouTube just in general. Yeah. But I mean, that's just I'm like I said at the very beginning of the stream, like having the whole family home here and everyone's going to be working on their stuff is I feel like it's going to keep me on task better than when it's just me trying to manage it mm -hmm. during the day. So. Who knows? Maybe like our video output will go way up. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. I have gotten so turned around in here. <laughs> I've definitely played the third game fewer times than the other two. Mm-hmm. But still a good number of times. I, I, I rented it back when it came out. I didn't, I didn't get it because, like, you know, my big Christmas. Okay, now I see why I was screwed up. I think. Um. Okay, we're going down. For some reason, I thought we were going up. Okay. Um. My, uh, my big, you know, video game Christmas thing and 96 was the N64. 
so uh, so I just rented this like you know before Christmas I probably read it I, I think I read it like basically as soon as it was available but like I actually 100% completed it on my rental so you know it was just kind of like oh well I mean that was, it was really good but like I've already 100% completed it like I you know maybe I should spend money on another game you know but then like several years later when I got like back into the NES I decided you know what for, for Christmas instead of like asking for like a new N64 game I'm going to ask for like some you know I, I could ask for like one N64 game but I could ask for like five or six NES and, and Super Nintendo games you know mm -hmm. just because they're so much cheaper at Funko Land so that was when I asked for Donkey Kong Country 3. So I got whatever year that was, you know, probably like, that's probably like 2000 or something like that, I would guess, give or take a year. And I got, uh, I got Donkey Kong Country 3, Final Fantasy 4, uh, Mega Man 3. Um, I asked for Bionic Commando, but they didn't have it, so I got, uh, <laughs> I got Commando instead. <laughs> oh, well. Which was a disappointment. This is not as good. Yeah, I actually did not I'm hold close. on. I did not hold on to it. Uh, I, I also got Star Tropics, uh, but the cartridge I had had some gunk on it that I could not clean off. So I took it back and got another copy. Um, that was a game that I did not actually finish for a pretty long time. Is uh, it that long? I mean, I should I should play. Uh, I mean, it's. I don't love it. Uh, I I. I love the idea of it. Like I I really like its atmosphere and everything. Like it's, and I I like like how its interface has like a lot of sort of Zelda stuff going on. That's that's cool. But um the like once you get past like the second or third dungeon like is not that fun anymore. The, the the thing that kind of annoys me about it is it sort of positions itself as a puzzle game, but like there's not really a puzzle to it like so much of it is jumping around on these tiles and like until you, you go diagonals right uh i can't remember for sure if you can do diagonals like so much of it is jumping around on tiles and it's like oh it's a puzzle game but except it's kind of not because you're just jumping on random tiles until you find the one tile that like does something and like it's all trial and error like you're going to and I don't I don't mind trial and error stuff in games but that kind of trial and error kind of bothers me because so much of it is like just like 
oh, you might land on a tile that ends up doing something that kills you. And you just, but you have no choice but to just test every tile, basically, to find your way forward. Uh, Red Wolfie says, I played Silent Hill for 11 hours with no save card because Blockbuster didn't tell you you needed, to, needed one. I guess you probably rented a system then. Or maybe he only played games up to that point that, uh, yeah. that didn't need saving. I'm, I'm trying to think of what on the PS1 might be like that. Sure there's uh, some. I know that the Gunner's Heaven does not have. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's more games on Saturn like that than the PlayStation. Oh yeah, for sure. How close are you to the end of this? Uh, this is the second to last world. I mean, I should finish it. You know, I, I could have gone through it a lot faster, but like, eh, you know, if I saw a bonus area, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I, I, I could probably do, if I wanted to revisit this and do, just for the fun of it, do the GBA versions of Donkey Kong Country uh, 1 and 2. Like, unless there's, like, some differences that really throw me off. Like, this one has a lot more differences than I thought. Like, I kind of wanted to try out Swanky's minigames just because it was, like, so different. Um, oops. Um, but, but those, and I know those games a lot better, so I could I get through them. I bet I could do one and two in one stream and not go much past midnight. I wonder how much like banana positioning had to be changed in this because of like the aspect ratio or well because of the smaller the, the, the overall banana. less resolution because like a lot of times bananas like might be kind of at the far edge of the screen because like they're like oh they want like maybe you see it and you're like oh there might be a secret over there you know yeah Oh, it's fast. Uh, Potbelly Punch is asking, uh, what do you guys think about the Donkey Kong Land game, Game Boy ports and versions? I have not played any of them. Can't tell you. Wait, that did I get the coin or not? Like I, ro I got the coin and like slid off. The yeah. Did you die? We I well, in a bonus game, you technically you don't oh, okay. lose a, a life or any progress. Um. Donkey Kong Land. I mean, those aren't really. I kind of consider those separate games, especially the first. The later, the later ones are kind of like ports of the Super Nintendo games. 
Um, the 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 Donkey Kong Land Three again is like kind of an interesting one though because of uh, uh, it's, it's it's another interesting one because the Japanese version is actually a Game Boy. I'm it's a Game Boy Color game. I'm pretty sure it's exclusive. Um, whereas the one, the version here, uh, doesn't have, uh, the, the one here doesn't have color support at all. It has Super Game Boy support, but not Game Boy Color support. So that's very interesting. I wonder if this is going to get, like, actually very dark in this level, because it's, it's super bright. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things I always thought about this, and I felt like they were maybe running out of out of out of ideas. There's a lot of levels like this where you just become the an the animal friend. Well, what I, I I definitely I I definitely prefer riding the animal aesthetically. As opposed to, I mean, Donkey Kong Country 2 does that a lot as well. Like, I guess the difference between becoming the animal and riding the animal is if you become the animal, they can make levels where, like, you have to be the animal. So they can right. build the level, like, design it knowing that you, like, won't lose it. Whereas when you ride, when you ride the animal, you're kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of like a special thing and you may run into like a area that like, oh, I can access it because I'm riding the animal, but it's like a secret area that I can't go to if I lose, if I lose it. I, 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 but it's riding the animal is more conceptually fun, I guess, but I think they can maybe build better levels by making you become the animal. But it, there is very, very little riding the animal in the in this one very very little like yeah dkc very dkc yeah. i mean maybe only like once or twice like it's it's very few times really it's is not much i don't know if i would say they were right out of ideas necessarily because they you know one of the things that I think some people might consider a mark against Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3, uh, especially people who maybe prefer the first one. I mean, the first one did this to a small extent, but they really went all in with 2 and 3, where each level kind of, like, really has a concept. And there's right. there's something that, about that level that no other level has. So I think some people might consider that kind of gimmicky. You know, it's got gimmick. But I don't think there's anything wrong with gimmicks if it, you know, if it if it's if it leads to fun and distinct and memorable levels, you know? Yeah. The levels are very memorable. You know, whenever I like, you know, even in this game when I well I which I don't remember as well as one and two. I'm still like, oh yeah, I remember, you know, that's 
the level with you know where you have to climb the rope and it you know the the fuse is coming up behind you you know i mean there's just sort of a little something different about every level and and i like i like that the first one is kind of like that but not as overtly very very little uh riding levels yeah very very little but the <clears> second <throat> game doesn't have like a whole super ton either i guess um yeah. i i would guess this the second game probably is like probably close to half and half yeah, yeah th th this game, like, they almost may as well have not even made riding a feature, because <laughs> it's, it's very few. <clears throat> yeah, um, JJ McCullough says, uh, you, you have to figure out, well, by, as well, by the time this came, game came out, people were pretty over the just hop and bop side scroll. I mean, and it's true, I think this is kind of the tail end of the mascot style platform well i mean that was still popular three i mean mascot 3d platformers or 2D. were popular but for 2d absolutely but I, I feel like 3d mascot platformers didn't like have a resurgence until the ps2 mm, well i don't really know what you mean because they only had one generation before that <laughs> <clears throat> i feel like ps2 is kind of when they died off because that yeah there are i mean i'm not saying there aren't great ones but like, I think that's when people started losing interest. Like, that was where, like, games like, you know, some, some of the ones that I've never even played, like, I don't even know if they're really platformers, strictly speaking, because I haven't played them, but, like, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger and Vex or whatever. Like, you know, those games probably would have found much more of an audience, you know. A generation earlier. A generation earlier, I, I feel. Um, I feel like that was kind of because then the next generation that was basically not a thing at all so yeah. i would say that is when it died but i i, th I mean i i think i think uh you know uh, in the ps1 and 64 you know uh 3d platforming had a lot of good life um but yeah people were you know much more excited about 3d at this point uh, yeah, you know this, but like I always say, like the Donkey Kong Country games are. I mean, here I'm not playing exactly a, a hop and bop level here, but you know I, I feel they are almost the pinnacle of just like run and jump platforming because they're 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 just so like they're so pure in how they approach it. Like they're even more simple and their core mechanics than like Mario. I, I think I've said before, like, I, I think like what big Sonic fans feel when they play Sonic is what I feel when I play Donkey Kong Country. Because <laughs> Donkey Kong Country is just like, it, it does have that, you know, that it, it that speed and momentum if you want to play it, if you want to play it that way you don't have to um and it's also you know kind of got you know some side paths that you can go down i mean sonic is very good at designing these levels that kind of like 
funnel you through some different paths, but you always get to the end. And, you know, there's maybe less different paths, but there still is that spirit of exploration in these games. Um, but, you know, I guess Donkey Kong Country kind of just moves at a pace that I prefer compared to Sonic. crazy how simple it is to get the DK token in so many levels. <clears throat> but I, I remember uh, the Star Fox 64 VHS tape, you know, it had uh, had like a sort of a sizzle reel at, at the end, you know, showing a bunch right. of N64 games that were coming up, and, you know, <laughs> the second guy, the Sony guy, Tom, go, boy, are we a big trouble? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, one of the games on there was, was, you know, Mischief Makers, which, you know, obviously was a game that wasn't like super setting the world on fire or nothing. Uh, but I remember, you know, I didn't get it until many years later, but I, I did um, rent it and a friend rent it. And, you know, we, we played a good bit of it and we enjoyed it. Uh, but I remember just seeing that on that sizzle reel was like so exciting to me because it was like, whoa, 2D games on N64. Like, I want, I want to see more of that. Oh, hey, here's a, a riding level. Although when when, when you're when you're when you're being carried by squawks, you, you do have you have to like you can't get off of squawks. You you have like it, it's it's almost functionally the same as becoming squawks because you you have to use them. Uh, we got a $2 donation from uh, Mitch B. He asked, uh, what is your favorite game nobody cares about? Mm. Man, that's a tough one. You know, I mean, that's, that's actually... That nobody cares about? That That's, that's something that I've kind of thought about a little bit lately because... Um, Rambo I... First Blood Part 2 on the Master System. <laughs> Um, you know, what one for me might be Warriors Woods, because like I feel like no one really cares about that game, and Nintendo has never republished the Super Nintendo version, which is so much better than the NES version. I mean, the NES version is still a good game, but the Super Nintendo version is so much better. It has a versus computer mode that does not exist on NES. Uh, and I, I consider it my favorite puzzle game of all time. Like, it's just, I really enjoy that you're like an actual character moving about the field. 
Um, yeah. And it's just, it's a game that I've never heard basically anyone but myself, like, speak passionately of. But I, I love that game. Um, I'm sure I, I could... I Star Wars mentioning the, uh, the Super Star Wars, just the first Super Star Wars on the... Uh... And the SNES, and I would I I would agree with that. I mean, we says it's much better than its sequels, and technically it's impressive for the time. It is it is definitely better than uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi. Um, I never could get into any of those games as much as I wanted to, but um, you know, I was I, I I've I've kind of been thinking about that lately because. I mean, not to say that I, I necessarily have like examples, more examples, but um, uh, I like I've kind of been in a GameCube mood lately for some reason. Uh, you know, I, I I think it was mostly because I got that updated Carby, and uh, or I got my Carby updated, I should say. And like I, you know, I I, I finally beat. Uh, 1080 Avalanche. Uh, and I was like, hey, I, I just kind of feel like playing another GameCube game. And I, I kind of thought about Lost Kingdoms. Like, you know, something that I needed to beat off my backlog, you know. Um, but then I... Uh, this, this level actually has a lot of animal riding. Like, he's got, like, many different animals. <laughs> um... And I was like, you know what? It, it just kind of struck me. I was like, I want to play ReCore on the Xbox One. And that, you know, again, that, that's a game no one really seems to care much about. Uh, but like from the very little I had played, because I, I bought like several games that at least had HDR capabilities um, before uh, doing the 4K episode. Right. And you know, it that does not have particularly good HDR, but it does have HDR. So it was just one more game I could show without repeating HDR games so much. Um, you know, it was you know it's a it's an inexpensive game that you know I was able to get at Best Buy. And uh, from the bit I played of it, like it, it's it's made by a lot of the key people. In fact, I believe directed actually by the director of Metroid Prime. So a lot of people that that left. Uh, that left Retro Studios to make Armature Studios or whatever it's called, Armature Games, I forget. Um, and, and there's like a lot, you, definitely a lot of Metroid Prime DNA in it, for sure. Right. And like, it, no, it's nowhere near as good as Metroid Prime. And it's, it's clearly like a very <laughs> mid-range tier, like... Uh, uh, you know, production. Uh, but I, I just think it's interesting because I feel like it's a level of game that we don't see very often anymore. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of mid budget, but like a game that takes place in a, you know, fully realized 3d world. It's not very technically impressive, but like it's, it's a game that was very, very common on, you know, PS2, Xbox, GameCube. And like, I feel like no one cares about that game and it's good. It's not amazing, but it's, it's good. But 
I feel like if it had been released on the PS2 or the GameCube or the Xbox, it would be this like really beloved classic. Or it would be like, you know, one of those like, oh, this is a good one. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, 40, 50, $60, like GameCube, PS2 or Xbox game. It's like, oh yeah, it's, it's one of the hidden gems, you know? But like, yeah. but it's like not what people want on Xbox One. So it's like, no one really cares about it. And... Like, I feel like it's the kind of game that, like, 20 years ago would, would have been what, what what I like to call a good rental, you know? A what? A good rental. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, there's a certain kind of game where it's like, it's just okay, but since you only spent five bucks on it and only have three days with it, it's like, that'd be for a darn good weekend, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You finish it? Are you are you close to the end? I think I'm close to the end. There's not that m much required levels. Like there's like a bunch of like sort of side dungeons that you can do on the map. Yeah. And I'm I've done like one or two. I don't know if like it might be difficult if I don't do a whole lot more. But I think I'm pretty close. Whoa! What? 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 Yeah, scissors. This, this, this is not, this, this, this is not the boss on Super Nintendo. <laughs> I wonder if like the original boss, they just couldn't make it work on the GBA resolution. So they had this thing, whatever the thing is. Whatever it is, yeah, it's, this looks more like a Zelda boss or something. Or it's got, you know, it's got like the ball arm thing going on, you know, like a Genesis game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a giant urchin on Super Nintendo. It's kind of crazy to me that like this 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 game has significantly changed. I mean, it's 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 worth playing just to have a different take on a game that you're familiar with. Uh, the original with, you know? boss in the world they added for the GBA version, huh? The uh, the original bo boss is in the world that they added for the GBA version. Oh, okay. I, I forgot that this has in our world. So this has the lost world and an all new world. I think I knew that, I, but yeah. but, but for, I, I, that there was another world, but forgot it. I mean, clearly this is the one that they spent the most time on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, I haven't played the others. I think there's like at least a new level or something in the first game. Or maybe I'm confusing it with the Game Boy Color version. I can't quite remember, to be honest. You know what? What? What I think is funny is uh, in Japan, uh, Kitty Kong is is Dinky Kong. 
I guess they wanted to stick with the, the DK. Right. I mean, that kind of makes sense, really. Super J-Man says, uh, what are the differences between the SNES version and this version? Right. I mean, uh, all of all of the mini games are different. Like all of the uh, all of like the 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 the, the Kong families like uh, houses or whatever you want to call it. They are all different, very different. Um. This boss is different. The soundtrack is completely different. I guess there's another world people were saying. Oh, there was a uh, $2 donation 10 minutes ago. I missed from for love of the game. I like put it in my mind to oh, come back. Thank you. I totally forgot. Thank you. It says, uh, have you played Goof Troop on the SNES? Um, I have it, but I have not played. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've, tested it on SD2 SNES and I if we ever get a chance to do a couch when we do next time we can do a couch co-op we should play that oh yeah uh, I, I I want to get it I mean it's 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 a game that I feel is at risk of you know maybe going up in price because I feel like I feel like I've been hearing people speak well of it uh but it's it's like I don't know, like a fifteen to twenty dollar game, maybe. I've come close to buying it a few times, but just have not done so yet. Uh, for love of the game, think he thinks that uh, Actraiser One and Goof Troop are games vulnerable to price jumps. Actraiser One and, and really also Actraiser Two. I mean, even though I know Actraiser Two is not very popular. Uh, popularity does not necessarily have anything to do with uh, with uh, price um, and oh oh come on uh, I, I, I I'm surprised act razor 2 is still like in the mid 20s 
Yeah, but I mean, I think that it's it won't go up because it's just going to be too hard for most people. Yeah, but again, like quality of a game does not always have that much to do with, you know, its price on the retro market. Yeah. I wonder what's another game I love that that no one cares about. I'm sure if I could look at my backloggery right now, I could come up with something. Yeah. I mean, Kiwi Craze is maybe maybe one. Although that's more like no one cares in America. Like New Zealand story, I think is relatively popular in like PAL regions. Like it was ported yeah, to like every. Recently. Huh? You were just talking about Soul Blazer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I tried it for the first time with the SD2S and ES, and it. I know it's like always lumped in as like a trilogy with like Illusion of Gaia and Terranigma, which I'll admit I haven't played that much of either of those, but it immediately made me think a lot more of ActRaiser. Than, than either of those. Just in terms of like, oh, I <laughs> like found like, an old lady and then it caused like a house to appear. You know, it just kind of feels like he's got this world building thing going on. Man, this, uh, this boss is giving me a hard time. Show says uh, games are more manipulated by YouTuber talking about it now more than than anything else and it, that's that's probably true yeah I, i've always kind probably of been skeptical saying, of that oh, you should put the names of the, ti the titles of the games and on screen in your episodes i wonder if that would like cause like prices of games to go up if we <laughs> ever did that <laughs> yeah but, I mean, the I, i've always the been skeptical though but... is because some games are only shown for like four seconds or something like that and i don't want to take up the screen and, doing that yeah i feel like it's it, it distracts from the point a lot of the time. And not only that, but like having to do that for every episode. Oh, it would like die. people. People probably think, oh, just just do that. Here's a good suggestion. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, like you say, I, I I would I would want to die at that part of the process. Like, yeah. Oh my god, it would be so miserable. Recommended a while ago. Like, I wonder if we could do it like through a subtitle track, which could be cool. But, uh, but I'm not sure if they would let me do if they would let us put a subtitle subtitle track on there that is not, uh, like that's not a, a true language, a language. Yeah. yeah. But it would be cool if that was possible. Uh, it would be cool. I mean, I would love to do stuff like that. I don't like. I'm not sure if you ever. I mean, you probably never watched VH1 or MTV when you were young. But I always loved the uh, the pop up video. Uh, show which is just like it, it plays a music video but like all kinds of like random facts or like making of trivia and stuff like pops up throughout I would love to do something like that like that would be that would be pretty cool like like when we do like a blu-ray doing something like like maybe do a a track that is like like a pop-up video type thing mm-hmm well, like, man, like, I, I think people just have no idea how much work 
putting all of those, all of those, uh, I should save my game. I've only got, I've only got what, 30, 30 more lives. 40 more lives, I think. 40 more lives. Might run out. You have 40 lives? Yeah. Well, they they can describe describe every song in the in the subtitles, but that's not its own track. I, he just it's just like that information is hidden inside of a English subtitle track. Yeah, that that would just be so miserable, like. Compared to maybe like when we do when we do a Blu-ray, maybe we can do it as that. We can like put that as as a bullet point on the back of the case to sell more. It's like find complete, out what these games are. <laughs> complete episode game listing. Oh my gosh, though, like that would still that would be so miserable. Yeah, but when you're only doing like. Uh, it would be miserable. A amount of episodes at a time. It would be miserable. Like, I'm not doing it. If you yeah, want to do it, it, it feel it's, free. It's not, a, it's not a fun process. Show says it would be crazy. I think I uh, helped you guys list every game on the Super NT episode. It took me about four hours. And it's... It's it's extremely, extremely uh, time-consuming and annoying. And annoying to do it. Which is why the... Man, the uh, web page hasn't been updated in forever. Yeah, <laughs> you're having a real hard time with this. Things. I mean, uh, it doesn't seem like it's all that hard, but I think that I you're was, like getting. I was really caught off guard by this guy. I mean, it's jumping, getting a like you luring him into the bomb and jumping away from the explosion is not that easy. I did make a submission form that. I posted on like on our Twitter and stuff, and some people were into it at first, but then I lost interest. I didn't. I didn't really pursue it that hard, though. Uh, is it possible to edit subtitles as you edit the video? Uh, I mean, we've done it before. Where I've at least I've done it before, where I've made tweaks to the script uh, or cut things out. You know, well during the editing process, but I still upload the. Uh, like a transcript of the script, like upload the script and then it syncs it automatically. Well, I mean. Maybe I'll think about getting back to it and doing it. It, it would be fun, uh, but I wouldn't want you to like spend, I mean, you're talking like spending an entire day every weekend working on that. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound like I wouldn't want. I'd feel, anybody. I'd feel guilty. Yeah. yeah, I don't want you to spend your weekend doing that. I mean, that is just miserable work. There's no no two ways about it. 
don't know, you got a whole other world after this? Yeah, but, I mean, this is gonna have the final boss that we all know and love. Oh, is there no... How many levels are in it? Oh, I mean, just a standard world, but I don't think it'll take you that long. Okay. Oh! Uh, there had to have only been one hit left. He hit a bomb, like, on his own, like, that was on the other side of the screen that I couldn't even see. I mean, come on. I, I can't be, like, right at the last world and not finish it at this point. Yeah, we saw that the RetroTink had firmware updates. I didn't realize it until after. But we we record we record we recorded the conversation before the first update had come out. But I guess 1.2 just came out. Uh, Ricky JD is asking, uh, just out of curiosity, are you guys aware of anything for the GBA consoleizer, but for the DS? Uh, not yet, but hopefully there will be something. I mean, it would be, it would be certainly be. It's, it's hard to believe that something would never happen. You know, I'm sure it's inevitable at this point. Yes. Did that do what they had to have done? it? Oh, thank goodness. something special you have to do to unlock the last world he's like he's really going going crazy with that hammer it's been a oh while i'm God. trying to we remember in the in the chat oh it's good to have you here does anyone remember if there's something special I have to do to get into... I know that you can do like figure eights around these rocks to get into the lost world. Did I not rent the right boat to go up that waterfall? Pretty sure I did. Wait, what? That is such a weird background. It looks very out of place. The one in Wrinkly's cave? Yeah.
can't get up that waterfall again. Well, there's Smoke Monster. Uh, this is the Consolizer. Yep. Uh, Smoke Monster, I saw you're gonna do a stream. Did you end up doing that stream yesterday, where you're gonna like stream in 4K, and also like have a camera feed that was in 4K? He's <laughs> like gonna do a VR stream. I cannot figure out why I cannot get back up this waterfall. You have to get up there. Well, that's where I came from. Like this, this is the speedboat. Should just be able to go up the waterfall. Oh, I see. Okay, you've been streaming in 4K for about a year now, but VR to that freaked out my old GPU. I gotta run to the bathroom. Okay. When I get back, you better. Yeah, I'll better better figure this out. Like I I came from up there and then I went back down here because I couldn't. I, I'm drawing a blank if there's anything you have to do to get into the last world because I didn't see the I didn't see the path. Well, obviously this boat doesn't get me up there. I mean, it's just a regular speedboat. I mean that's how I got up there before. Uh, this is the GBA version on the GBA consoleizer. I'd love to stream Virtual Boy games, but I don't have a consoleized uh, Virtual Boy. I would like one, but seeing as my Virtual Boy is in great condition, I don't, I don't want to consoleize it. Does anyone understand why I cannot go up this waterfall? I swear, I just went up went up and when I did the levels up there like normal like I'm hitting the B button which I think is the speed boost like I I do not understand what's going on I mean, I, I have tried getting a running start. Oh, it worked that time for some reason. Someone in the chat just had to say it to make it work, I guess. Oh, does one of the... Does one of the bears blow up the way... Uh, 
I probably have to do something with the bears and I forget. Oh, you have to beat the new world? Well, where's the new world? Do I have to open it up somehow? Notice that Notice that the colors are in Super Famicom pattern. Can I go with this waterfall too? where the new world is? Oh. Pacifica. Huh. How about that? So these are new levels? I did not know about this. Well, maybe I'm not being the game tonight. I've taken two bathroom breaks. Wow. Unprecedented. Uh, so I've been drinking a lot of water. So I finally found it. There's the reason I can't go into the last world is because they added a new, like non secret world to this game that I, I it took uh, me a bit to find it though. But like, so this is like the first level in like this completely new world they added. Which is kind of crazy, actually. So now, like, I'm kind of like, okay, I don't think I am actually going to fish the game. I don't know. Should I try to do the new world? I mean, I feel like that could take a pretty long time, though. Um, just do a couple of levels. I'm fading. Well, yeah, and I just got to be, especially since everyone's going to be here every day. Yeah. I feel like I can't. Well, at least you don't have to drive anyone to work. I, I, I mean, we had gotten a second car anyway, so that was not something I even do. Oh, I thought you had been doing that. Oh, I, I, I was doing it for the last year, yeah. But then when we, I, I mean, I... Yeah, but for some step. reason I thought you were still doing that. No, I mean, I still have to pick up, pick up the kids most days. But in the morning, my wife takes takes the kids on our way to work. But it's funny. I mean, the the, um, the second car, we just got like a forward focus. And it's 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 like, it's nice because it, it takes very little money to fill up the gas tank. And uh, 
It's just nice. It's nice having like a small car. Wasn't uh, wasn't the Ford Focus uh, what uh, what what you rented when we were uh, getting all those PVMs from that medical oh, place? Oh, I think it, it might have. I think it was a Ford Focus. When I was when uh, when Steve was was here on our way back from Mass, we stopped at the the Show Mars in Huntersville oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. near you know video video game world and uh-huh. you know that was like that was actually only the second time I had been to that particular show Mars location like, last time we went here well so. yeah I mean I was telling I was saying you know I said last time I went here was when Corey and I because I had told him the story already about uh you know us going game PVMs and he said so you've always had a PVM in tow when you've eaten here <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Yeah. Strangely. That location, at least. Uh, for those in the chat that don't know, uh, uh, com is the is the gentleman who did the uh, Japanese to English translation in, in the M2 complete works document did a fantastic job yeah it i was i was so afraid that it was like not going to make any sense until i got his translation back and that's when i felt like it could actually work it just it just breathed so much life into it yeah <clears throat> and you should also check out back. He has some pretty amazing articles on there that he's translated. He translates a lot of old uh, Japanese language uh, magazine articles. Whoa, this, is a, this is a different background. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's clearly based on sort of the, the, uh, the docks stage stage format but the background is quite different Yeah, but this is certainly not a bad version of the game. I mean, I would, I would generally recommend the Super Nintendo version, but this has, you know, some content that I think is worth playing for, you know, fans of of the series. I mean, it was the same thing with like Donkey Kong when I played Donkey Kong Land Two a few years ago. Like, I, I never got that back in the day because it was just like, oh, it's, you know, unlike Donkey Kong Land 1, it's like basically just a reimagining of the Super Nintendo game. But it was like, it was kind of nice, like, playing a version of a game that I'm very familiar with. Uh, and suddenly it's like, oh, I don't quite know what I'm doing. Like, I, you know, I... I'm kind of at risk of dying, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm at risk of like getting the game over because like I wasn't wasn't familiar. Sunken spruce. I didn't realize that there were still videos on. I didn't know that game th still even around. I've not heard that name in so long. What? What name? Game Theory? Uh, I haven't heard in a long time, but I mean, it, it was extremely popular, so I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah, I just haven't heard anybody talk about it in a very long <laughs> Ben Brody says, wake up, Corey. Stop dozing off. You dozing off? I'm, I'm, I'm not, not really. Like, maybe in my mind a little bit. We'll 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 uh, we'll we'll wrap it up after this level. Okay. I mean, I I don't want to, but I mean, I I feel like. But you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is kind of a different level. Sunken spruce. This might be the point where they were a little out of ideas. It's like, hey, let's take the tree level, but let's put it underwater. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's a tree level, but like it's a tree level, but with water. <laughs> oh. When I when I worked at EB Games, we'd always <laughs> uh, when people asked what a certain game was like. We'd always kind of give them a weird mashup to see if they were really paying attention, like what we were saying. Uh -huh. And our favorite one, because like at the time, you know, it was when EB, when Electronics Boutique still sold like, like computer programs, and we we're like, it's kind of like it's like Tax Cut, but with dragons. <laughs> <laughs> and then. If they said like what? And you're like, oh yeah, 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 right, right. It's great. <laughs> that, was, that was our favorite one. Is that it's, uh, it's it's like tax cut but with dragons. <laughs> oh, progress quest. Is that the? Uh, isn't that? I heard something recently that was. It was kind of like a meta game for doing your taxes or something. <laughs> And I immediately thought of Tax Cut with Dragon. <laughs> Maybe it is Progress Quest. Is that what it's called? Payday? So what, uh, what, what would you say if, if someone was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we, we try to roll it, like roll with it for like a minute. I don't know. I, I can't think of any times where they like we were really called on it. Really? Yeah. What 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 might have been a game that you said was like tax cut but with dragons? Oh, it doesn't even matter what it was. Right, right, right. But I mean, I'm just trying to think like what what could it have been? <laughs> like just some like random like. C tier oh, yeah. PlayStation game like oh what what's Nightmare Creatures two like? <laughs> yeah, well I maybe I mean that was I mean I I guess I worked there from like promote uh, well from like 
I worked there for like from like October of 97 until I went away to college and that would have been 99 but then I worked for the one in in Buffalo from like 2001 to 2003 oh so I didn't know there were like two stints of it yeah it was just like separated by like one year of college because I didn't when I the first year I went away to college I didn't work the first year mm -hmm. did you go to college near home uh I mean, it was like an hour and a half in Buffalo. Oh, okay. But you lived on campus, I guess. Yeah. And, uh... Now, I went... Before I went to... Went to University of Buffalo, I went... I went to community college for years. Honestly, 14-inch PVMs are they're definitely not too small. Yeah, especially if you, like, play, like, at a desk. They look pretty yeah. sharp. Yeah, yeah. talking about candy. Oh, that's a weird location for the end flag. Okay. Well, uh, I guess 1230 is a good time to hang it up. Yeah. It's interesting they're doing a um, I don't know if it comes across on the stream really, but they're doing like a a rapid flickering thing on, on, on the inventory items. Can you see that on the stream at all? Uh, yeah, I can kind of see it. I wonder why they're doing it that way. <laughs> we, we got we got crunch butt steak in the in the chat. Oh, my classic name, crunch butt steak. All right. Well, well, I uh, really want to thank everybody for hanging out tonight uh, for all the donations. And I want everybody to be 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 really safe this next week. Yeah. Be smart. Be safe. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday. In the yeah. meantime, we'll be working on whatever's next. All right. Take care, everybody. Later.